Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino. Está en la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Hello there. This is the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush. The 24-year-old piece of gold himself. And you are officially listening to WrestleCast Radio. This is WrestleCast Radio. WrestleCast Radio and Alex, I figured since we don't have any Dragon Gate directly, I mean indirectly, we have that man we just heard right there. We sort of do. We figured we might as well play some, some some DG theme. You gotta start us in off reality, on it. Minus Stardom, we had Dragon Gate represented in, in both big shows from Noah and uh, and New Japan, of course. But was there any in all Japan? I mean. Yes and no, Naruki Doi worked. Oh, Naruki Doi, that's right. The most random shit ever. And, and wait a minute, if we really want to get into it too, uh, KOD six-man tag title match, Naruki Doi uh, working DDT as well. Oh, did hey, I lose that? you? Oh, there we go. No, I said it that? also, uh, Naruki Doi worked DDT. So then here you are, was trying to eat some bread. <laughs> I, I, I said the rookie joy also worked yes. at God, he was just working everywhere. He's just the uh, ultimate freelancer. Part of the open weight uh, six-man tag titles. But I digress. Your five major shows happened from the 29th to, yeah, this morning, the 5th. Uh, and the last week here, seven, if you want to count the yeah. Japan uh, or all Japan shows, which I haven't, or I did watch. Um, we don't really need to get too much. You know, nothing really noteworthy happened. Um, also, the the uh, Big Japan DDT tag shuffle happened. Nothing really major on that, so we don't really need to talk about that. Fun little six-man tag tournament, though, if anyone does want to check it out. Was Takeshita uh, there for the no, he, one? 
he worked um, the Nevermind show, and then on the 29th, and he worked their uh, show uh, on the 3rd from uh, Cork. Huh. Their, their annual uh, $20 show. 20, 20, 20 bucks gets you in the door. And, oh, and there was another Dragon Gate um, reference in uh, Great, um, a.k.a. Gleet on YouTube. They had their show, their, their end-of-the-year show. Uh, which was done by, of course, the champ, L. Lindemann, oh. uh, who standard in an Oscar or an Academy Award, I would say. Uh, it looked fantastic against uh, former Kickboy, Taito uh, uh, Ishida. Did nice. you watch that show yet? I totally I did watch it. I, I didn't watch the show, but I, I made sure to watch Well, I watched that and the Seahawk tag match uh, prior to that one. Uh, but that, that main event championship match, a lot of time – uh, it's good to see both of these guys, especially Lindemann, as the champion. Uh, he was just a guy that, like, held a sign sometimes and then, like, just had big size and was just there. He was, you know, sometimes <laughs> the fall guy. Progressed, and uh, now he's the world champion of a company. You know, it's kind of like AEW in a way. You know, they kind of have the strong hearts, uh, which Shima and the aforementioned T-Hawk, you know, kind of come and jumpstart this company, a la the elites with Omega and the Bucks did with AEW. It's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, I I really wish that that pandemic, like I, I mean, it's, okay, this is a, the strong hearts were in AEW. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say something crazy. really stupid. I was going to say I wish the pandemic didn't happen because it's not what I meant by what I was going to say. So I stopped myself. But um, I know Tony Khan is a big T Hawk mark. So like, has great not happened? I wonder uh-huh. if like what kind of a push T Hawk might have got. I mean, let's be real, maybe not a big one. Uh, and that's not me trying to, you know, poo-poo on AEW or whatnot due to my uh, post-brawl-out feelings and, and what have you. But I would say, sadly, he'd be on, like, dark. Like, why really? is soccer on dark elevation? That's I mean, granted, I think... Takeshita, at least his team rampage. At least it well, seems like, you know, it's Not next great. week. Next week is going to be No, no. That, oh, my God. How about a and, boner of a match that's going to be? Brian uh, Danielson yeah. talks about dick sizes in AEW's locker room. <laughs> that's going to be a dick size of a matchup next week on Dynamite. <laughs> they, uh, Takeshita, I, Brian Danielson, sign me the fuck up. Word coming out now since Takeshita probably won't be back in DDT until Judgment at the end of March is my assumption. He's in line for a big push, apparently. So uh, apparently it's going to start after next week because obviously Danielson's oh. got to win so they can you know yeah but he's I, not... I mean Takeshita has been he's been treated like that I mean he doesn't get the W's but he showcased he so matches. well yeah and they do, very, yeah and they do hype him up in a way um, not you know I don't know like I think Excalibur does a really good job and Jr. When he did call a match, I believe one or two of his, and he was just saying, "Wow, this this guy, this kid is a star." When you get that stamp of approval, no matter how crazy Jr. can be on commentary in the last mm-hmm. couple of years, when he put the spotlight on him and said, "This kid's got it," I mean, that's you know a, a old school seal of approval. Hell, even Jim Cornette says, "Wow, this guy is good." He's like, obviously, he's not a fan of Japan wrestling. Um, but he loves him, Takeshita. He's like, he's what a pro wrestler looks like. Yeah, he's, well, and that's the one thing, too. I will always say that 
what I appreciate a lot in, in AEW is they do a great job of win or lose. Both guys usually always come out strong. Like, they, you don't tend to have people that just – and then again, it's because it's not 50-50 booking like you're watching Raw. Unless you're Shibata. <laughs> oh, I, I, think, I think that's fine. If, if, if and, then makes, or, and then you know who makes Shibata look strong? New Japan strong. Because if, wow, him and Lawler. Yeah, but if, if but see that's different. If Katsuyori Shibati walked up to you and said, "Hey, Alex, uh, I love your wrestling promotion. If you have time or, or any openings, I'd love to come work two of your guys. Uh, one of them is your champion, Orange Cassidy. The other is Brian Danielson. So if you ever have any, one of any them is champion of a belt that showed Japan for the All Atlantic. Come on." I, I'm just saying, what are you going to tell him? No, sorry, Shibata, <laughs> we don't want to use you. Like, that's that's my only problem that I have with people with the Orange Cassidy-Shibata match. I am not an Orange Cassidy guy. You I could used totally to be... do a dusty finish or do a DQ, whatever have you, and, no. and I think people would have been satisfied. They hold each other, he puts on the glasses. Everyone doesn't give a shit about the result. No one gives a shit about Orange Cassidy pinning Shibata unless, I mean, I really don't give a shit. But if I was you, I'd be like, you know, because you're the guy who introduced me to Shibata. Well, and, yeah. And, you know, I get it. It's a but business. if you don't care about you the finish. put your guy over. But, man, you could have did a DQ and everyone would have been fine with that. But, but I, see, that's what's confusing because you just said nobody cares about the finish, yet you care about the finish more than everything. So that's that's because you don't have Orange Cassidy pin a guy that almost got murdered in the ring because he was so dehydrated yes, from headbutting Kazuchika Okada, and you're like, you know what, you're gonna beat this. I mean, I got yeah. no beef with Cassidy. No, but you're not having your champion not go over a guy that's not part of your company. It's the same reason why the acclaim went over FTR. If FTR leaves in April, just like all these companies are taking their titles off them because they all think they're going back to the E, you're not going to give them that victory because you want – and they understand they're not going to get the victory because it's pro wrestling. Wins and losses don't matter. It's a a predetermined sport. The job is to get – their job is to get their champions over. Shibata's job is is to put over the champion. He's not staying. It's territory wrestling. If this was the 80s, nobody would have a problem with it. No, Nobody was like, oh, God, it's, how it's are you going to have... It's the age of the internet nerd. And how like, are you... Well, but, but if you're worried about the finish, you're captaining that nerdship right now, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, like, trust me, I don't have any feelings <laughs> or anything like that towards it. I'm just thinking, you know, it's the most egregious thing you can do. Him losing to Danielson, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, and, and losses, he, he wasn't. They try to make him important, but when you like five years down the line, when you're like teaching someone about Shibata, and then you're going through their cage match, you're like Orange Cassidy, the you know, in a TV match in 12 minutes. What? Well, this guy goes through a 46 minute war and almost dies in the ring true. and outside of the ring, makes a crazy comeback, leads the dojo, trying to get the westernization, you know, movement of New Japan and Bushi Road and what have you. And then you're just going to, you know, I don't know. Just, Look, Orange uh, Cassidy it's, it's won, not he annoying, he won a match. I, I mean, again, I don't give a shit, but it's just like but you give a do shit. something different. You can do an inventive finish in that. Yeah, he, he didn't beat him. He won the match. He he outsmarted him. It has nothing to do with beating him. And, and Shimano, uh, it's, it's even worse. Look at look at look at the G ones and like the Stardom Grand Prix. Anybody beats anybody in those because you can't just have 
every single person win every match. It makes no sense for Shibata to come in and, and beat Orange Cassidy. There's no sense to it. She says it's in it makes a scripted perfect world. In a scripted world, that's not good booking. You don't want your your champions losing to. It's just like why why the world on GCW might be my worst show of the year, not because of how fucking bad it was, but because on that stage you had national syndicated pay per view, and every one of your stars lost to a guy that didn't even work for you. <laughs> Allie Catch loses to Ruby 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 Soho. Uh, Jeff Jarrett beats Effie. So you just had Bussy, one of your biggest acts, both job. What sense yeah. does that make? None. And then you have the most awkward like entrance of a guy that I don't think anyone remembers. Yeah, that was a. I mean, but they sold out. You know the freaking Hammerstein Ballroom. I mean, at they least did, they did that. And- and like, like, but yeah, that show was, was horrible, and I'm pissed that we spent twenty dollars or whatever on it. <laughs> yeah, the ones that we didn't bootleg the shit. And fucking yeah, we're gonna support these yeah, guys. Let's support. Uh, we support it for all the years of, of good shit. But yeah, that was that was that was a like, pretty awful show. But again, like, kudos I, for them selling it out. Whereas, like, so I'm I'm just 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 for that reason, I'm looking at this here. Um, you had Matt Cardona beat Joey Janela. And it was awful. Uh, Sam Stackhouse is out there, and Marcos, uh, it's stupid. Jarrett beats yeah. Effie. Soho beats Alley Catch. Um, you know, and then, and then your main event is a under six-minute tag title change because Nick Gage can't even walk. Nick Gage. I mean, at least, uh, thankfully, Moxley beat Homicide. Yeah. <laughs> And I say that as Homicide being way more close to GCW than Jeff Jarrett or Ruby Soho. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why was Ruby Soho even there? I'm confused. Because I remember Allie, the, the vignette. Ellie Catch but... said, you were my dream opponent, and I'm going to show you that I belong. And then she just jobbed in nine minutes. <laughs> Game <laughs> over. That's look. That's true. You know, that's that's straight facts. <laughs> <laughs> Way more than than Kyrie and. Uh, and most uh, than most than some ECW matches that were held in that uh, that arena. <laughs> um, but there was some some really good wrestling that we got to see over this time. Um, <clears throat> I figured I'd sneak in DDT. Uh, real quick, along with that Stardom show, just because... You, I remember um, when DDT was my number two Piro company. Yeah. I would watch all the time. And then now, I mean, it's above all Japan, but it's just, I, I think I maybe watched like four events last year in 2022. It's harsh. And now Takeshita, like one of the three that I enjoyed mm-hmm. watching, is now on American TV, thankfully, on a week-to-week basis. And starting him him off pretty damn strong, you know, for this consistent of uh, an excursion, if you will. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, Endo's cool. I mean, you know, they're they're. I don't know. It's it, it's hard. I love me some Mao. Don't get me wrong. So, you know, but I, I I don't know. It it, it seems like stagnancy is happening. In these peril companies, a lot of shakeups. So you know, your Naruki Doi is going to like three different companies. You know, it seems like, you know, uh, we'll get to it later in, in Noah, 
you know, one of the two companies, we said, does this person, you know, after leaving All Japan, which company makes sense for him to show up at? And then even though the announcers bless their hearts, bless them for saying, oh, the crowd is going wild. I swear, Ryan, it was crickets, but we'll get to that. <laughs> but again, yeah, where it's just like, it just becomes stagnant, but maybe this is a boost for that company. And, you know, the wrestling landscape, it seems like in Japan, is stretched so far because there's like 17 companies. And that's just 17 that I know of. And that's not even even including Joshi's, you know, the Joshi companies. So, I mean, that's where it gets a little like, all right, I've seen these four or five people, you know, over and over and over. And they're champions. Think- over and over and over. Um, I, I, and, and I, I think too, like, you know, as you're, as you're trying to start getting more into watching more of the events, I mean, I think Stardom's going to take my, my fucking company. company of the year. I mean, yeah. it's, I watch these things from the top to the bottom and it just, I mean, you get rid of the, the, the rumble at the beginning um, mm-hmm. You know, we'll start at Sudden Dream Queen right now. The opening match, Meltzer even went four stars on the opener. And uh, I didn't even watch match? Stardom. No, oh, excuse me, opening. Man, this Wild Cherry Pepsi is the fizziest thing I've ever drank. <laughs> <I'm> like, what? <laughs> uh, I really... remember their logo from the late 90s. It was so uh, <laughs> so extreme. Oh, I know the opener was Azumi defending the high-speed title against Akari Shimizu. Um, who we've seen, right, yeah. Yeah, she was the one who came in and also, um, she she was from uh, from Colors, which is uh, the group Saki's in uh, that that is with uh, Cosmic Angels, which that's now all had a big shakeup. Um, but yeah, yeah. Azumi won nine thirty nine defeats the cars Shimizu, Azumi Sushi, just a tremendous, tremendous match. I mean these. High-speed title matches are some of the funnest shit I've ever seen when I watch these these shows. And, I mean, nothing at the end of the day is going to touch um, a lot of what, what you see, uh, people have seen between Azumi and Starlight Kid. Yeah. Um, but, man, I tell you what, the, <laughs> they just, there's no, there's no breathing. Like I'm like I'm fucking winded when I'm watching this. I'm like, how are they still? In <laughs> in a part of me kind of thinks that they should have um they should have maybe done something like this at a New Japan show rather yeah. than <laughs> yeah you know show some of that. But this was really good. Um, we had the pre-Triangle Derby match between the two stars units. So the Triangle Derby just started the other day. I, I haven't seen the show. It hasn't hit the, the network yet. Uh, the Dream okay. Queendom, uh, which I did buy on pay-per-view, but it also has hit the, the website now. So it can be watched straight from the stardom world. But it was the two stars uh, units. Uh, Hanan, Mayu Iwatani, and Momokogo defeated Hazuki, Koguma, and Saya Ida in 12-4. Um, nice little three-star match. Nothing too crazy, but it was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got uh, Mina Shirakawa and Unagi Sayaki. Sayaka, the, the pink uh, uh, the pink angels, I think they're called, uh, defeated Mai Sakurai and Tekla from Dona Del Mundo. 
Minashirakawa basically tells Uta Sayaki to kick rocks. I'm done with you. She brings in the just-released Zaya Brookside and all of a sudden Mariah, as well as Mariah May, who I think is from Web Pro. Yeah. That caught my uh, attention. She, she was, she was like easy on the eyes, that's for sure. Um, and for <laughs> what I thought they said is uh, they started well, She a, seems like she would be a really good wrestler, a good personality. Oh, I'm I'm glad that Mariah May, especially her and Mina. Don't get me wrong, Mina Shirakawa is oh, a fantastic yeah. worker. Uh, we're Brooks in like. what I I thought was a faction that she said is called Crab Penis. Um, so did about a hundred other people in this chat room, uh, but it's uh-huh. Club Venus is what they are being called. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to make Crab Penis shirts. That'll be our tenth shirt. I mean, it's. It could be in, in, in Cosmic Angels colors, and then it just says crab penis. I mean, it was... <laughs> I mean, they smiled after they said it, so I honestly thought that's what it was. I'm, I'm trying, like, I think it... Oh, oh, yeah, I I have it on here, too. Okay. Can you hear this? The of the ring. Yeah. Dyer, so yes, I have side. Mm-hmm. Mariah May. <laughs> Wait for it. I'm already giggling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. And we are Crab Penis. <laughs> That's so cute. Called Crab Penis. Wait, what's their real name? Club Venus. Club Venus. I did not hear any of those words. The only reason I figured that that's what it was called is because I was like, there's no way she said, I'm the penis. I was like, okay, she wants to have Venus. And then she said, "Crab penis." If she said that, I think there would still be a line of, a line of people out there. I mean, there was like this in the chat room that I'm watching this, and it is, I mean, there's like thirty, forty, all at the same time, all hail the crab penis. Like people are just losing them. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let's just see if I heard this, but um, they're part of the uh, the um, triangle derby, so that'll be fun. Uh, then we had awesome match. Goddess is the start of number one contendership three-way. Uh, uh, Maika and Himika defeated Ame Sore and Mirai of Gazai and Atsuko Toro and Waka of Oedo Tai. Uh, they get the job done. So Himika and Maika ready to go uh, for later on tonight after the Goddess is the start of match because you know they're going to come make the challenge. Then we had uh, Kyrie and Utami Hayashi Shida. The loser has to go back to their rookie gimmick. And yeah. uh, it went to a 15-minute draw. I went four and a quarter. It's rock. Wait, 15 it was... minutes? Why was it only a 15-minute match? What is this, a New Japan Strong TV title? <laughs> Anything that's not a title match is a 15-minute time limit in stardom. Oh, that I did not know. That's probably and why then... the matches are... 12 minutes. That makes sense now. Because <laughs> I would always be like, huh, why is everything like 9 to 11 minutes whenever I would watch like a, a tournament or something like that? And, and I will say, I think that's one of those awesome things that helps it, it makes it good too, 
as everyone just gets in there and just goes 800 miles an hour because they don't have time. <laughs> so it's like, all right, kick ass. But it was Can really good. Both of them, uh, there was a lot of, like, post-match. Kyrie's kind of smiling at Tommy's like, no, I'm not done with you yet. So I thought maybe we'd get that restructuring and the, the next year is all about rebuilding her, but I'm not going to yeah, complain if this is where we're going to go from here. Yeah. I mean, you can't really be God's eye. With, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, then we had Momo Watanabe, Saki Kashima, and Starlight Kid of Oinotai defending the Artist of Stardom Trios titles against Prominence. And Prominence, uh, uh, Haragi Kurumi, Risa Sarah, and Suzu Suzuki getting the victory, new champions. I love wow. Prominence. I am all about Suzu Suzuki. I still hope she gets a title match later on based off of the the fun that I talked to you about last show with her and Julia, that little mini history. Yeah. Uh, so great stuff there. Uh, really fun tag match, 15-54 on it too. So they definitely got a little bit of time, which was nice. Uh, then got us the start of the title match. Tam Nakano and Natsupoi uh, lose the Goddesses of Stardom titles to you and Nene Takahashi. This was a fun, stiff match. Uh, they used their size to their advantage. And I can tell you, they they look good as a damn team. They're called 7-Up. Uh, and they instantly were... were due to sm- their... Uh... Due to their love of the uh, the soda, or yeah, their they're, favorite they're RC Cola brand, <laughs> of, you can find it next to the uh, uh, the what is it, what is it, A and W Squirt and Sunkissed in the aisles, I believe. I don't think I've ever I, had a Squirt. Squirt's fantastic. I got a two liter next to my bed. Random as fuck that I just said that, but it's true. Oh, There's man. a two liter squirt. Yeah, after going to see the whale on Monday, I, I don't know if that's a good thing, man. I got to get you on the repsports.com uh, program. Himika <laughs> uh, uh, um, Micah came out after my hymn and uh, made the, the official, you know, we're in your face. We're ready to see you later. Uh, so that'll be fun when that comes up. Then we had our big two, Wonder of Stardom title match. Saya Kamatani takes on Haruka Umasaki. Uh, she, she's been doing some of the shows as Karma under a different gimmick, tagging with Starlight Kid. She's 21 years old. She's from Diana, uh, World Women Pro Wrestling Diana. Uh, but she's, she's good. It was a really fun match. Kamatani gets the win, gets her V12, I believe it is. Now she's one away from tying Momo wow. as a V13. So we'll see where that goes. And nice. then main event. Uh, title matches in this company are four or 30 minutes and 29 minutes, 51 seconds. Yep. They do. Yeah. 15 and 30 minutes. So why um, was the runtime of this show six hours? I, I, I don't think it was six hours or four hours. All these matches are like 20 two minutes. hours less than six hours. <laughs> no, that was new Japan. That was six hours. New Japan was six and a half hours. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it said, what the hell? I don't know what that means. Um, they got some new shit on their website here. I'm really quick. I'm logging in to get the run time. Now you got me checking things right before arguably the match of the year happened. Now I'm over here running around looking, looking at it. Well, the match of the year, come on. Show run times. 
Uh, they don't have a full show option, so I couldn't tell you. I think the start of the thing was like three and a half. I don't think it was six hours or four hours. Um, but uh, Julia defeats Siri 29-51, nine seconds left in the match. Uh, Meltzer went four and three quarters on it, uh, gets, gets the title. I mean, the, the, this match was epic. It was tremendous. It was, I think it was not as good as the first Siori Utami, but I think it was better than their, their rematch at this event last year. Just because of the, the you know, the three-year journey of Julia coming over and, and yeah. finally getting the job done. There was a story behind it, the former partners. But, I mean, the shit that they were doing to each other was, I mean, at one point, Julia gives her a T-bone off the state, off the ramp, into the audience, into all, like, the, the plastic hard-seated chairs. I didn't think they were going to get up from that one. Um, I mean, there was, a, there was a point where Siri was on the apron and Julia started coming out of the ring, and she up, up kicked it straight, straight in her... Uh, straight in the fucking mouth. I mean, it's, this was stiff. She couldn't beat her with the Northern Lights driver. So she finally just did a, a like reverse straight jacket, sideways brain buster pile driver combo. And just, wow. I mean, she had her about four, four inches off the mat and just dropped her on her head. I mean, it was unsafe, disgusting and awesome at once. Um, but there was just, God, there was just a lot of good. This match is I love the tremendous. story behind it, though. Like you said, it, she finally wins, you know. So she's won every belt then, right? So, I mean, she finally achieves World of Stardom. She beats someone that she's never beaten in, you know, since she's wrestled. So there's just so much, you know, that stacks on into, for Julia, you know, kind of, you know, to the point where now, yeah, she is the one. Like she was, like you said on the last show, Hanakamura was the one that was like, I will work with you. No one else is really digging you, you know, kind of coming over, but I, I see something in you, which then prompted a lot of these, you know, the, the social media pages to kind of get on, on board with that because Hanakamura was, you know, a, a very likable character. You know, the, didn't matter where she was at. You know, she was just a, a breath of fresh air, a, a ray of sunshine, if you will. And then for her to, you know, kind of go against this big, tough, you know, and she wasn't even the Julia that we know today yet, but she still had that swagger. And just mm-hmm. to kind of see that build and grow and grow and grow, you know, and Donna Del Mondo, you know, just being, you know, such a, a one of the better factions, I, I wouldn't say underrated, but underrated on a national level. You know, for not a lot mm-hmm. of people, maybe not how badass that these women are or stardom. You know, I, I'm very still a novice, even though I've watched it in and out over the last three years, but just kind of figuring everything out. And and finally, for Julia to get that big one, you know, that the big payoff, if you will, to end that year and, and to be one of the, I would say, probably one of the biggest years in stardom. Uh, just uh, especially on a, a coverage, you know, level, um, mm-hmm. I think it's a big. I think she's the right one because she has that character to then draw in even more viewers. So it'll be interesting to kind of see, you know, how how she kind of carries the company now in 2023. I um, I, I will say too. I had, I had to go and do some digging because I wanted to make sure I just didn't biasly go. Well, I watched it. 
um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, it's just that's me being being biased. Um, there's a guy, you you can get him on, I can't remember what his Twitter handle is. His name's Alex Edwards. He does a lot of Joshi reviews. Um, uh, where where was it? Uh, basically, his, his final synopsis at the end of it was, um, I fully admit that watching this match spoiled or without any investment in the winner might take some of the shine off which is exactly what I'm saying. I have the investment and, and I was not spoiled. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not perfect by any means, but for me and anyone else who has watched Julia Bloss for the past three years, it doesn't get much better than this five stars. I was like, okay, cool. Somebody else has got a little bias. He did it, but we find another person. And then Scott Edwards, I believe his, I think it's Scott Edwards, Scott Edwards. Yes. He, Alex Richards, excuse me, Scott Edwards are the two guys. Um, he runs the jumping bomb audio. Um, which they they biweekly cover Wave, Diana, Sendai, Tokyo, I mean, you name it. They do an award show like us that is only mm-hmm. Joshi. I mean, they. I thought I watched a lot of Joshi, and I listen to those guys. Yeah. That's where I get a lot of my names of people to watch and helps me with my Royal Rose tournament so I can see new people uh, over on the summit. Yeah. Um, Every Friday but, night, then at a time, twitch.tv forward slash strong style, no, WrestleCast, right? Yeah. WrestleCast Radio. Um, the, the one thing that they said on their review that, that made me feel like, okay, I'm not, I'm not crazy was um, looking at, so like the, basically the end of his review says, looking at the match itself, there were enough moments from a start to finish that would classify this as a great match without all the backstory and emotions that came with it. A crazy suplex off the ramp into a sea of chairs in the crowd by Julia to Siri. A terrifying pile driver through a table on the outside by Siori to Julia. Those moments along with the violence were enough to help make this great. But it's what they were able to play to that made it one of stardom's all-timers. There were moments halfway through this match I felt it was over. Julia hitting the glorious driver followed by, followed by the Northern Lights bomb, a move that got her here after fa- falling to rock bottom, was perfection as Siri kicked out with ease. Some may have scoffed, but the kickout sold Julia's story as much as it did series. Julia needed the title. This was her last shot. Siri never wanted to lose the title. It was everything for her. Final blows, finishers, anything was on the table. You needed a complete knockout blow to win this, and that was the added importance. Here's the kicker, what I, what I took right here is, I noted how I have never watched a match where I knew it was my match of the year before it even ended, but the moment I knew was when Julia did what she often does in her biggest moments, pay tribute to the late Hana Kimura. She knows what Hana did for her by accepting her three years ago and having the match at, having the match at end of year climax 2019. That made Julia in stardom, and I stand by it. The signature dropkick from the top rope followed, followed by the Tiger Lily. Tears entered my eyes as I sit here writing about it. Perfection it was. But Siri survived again and again and again. Julia went to her Donato Mundo stablemates next by hitting Micah's Anka uh, Otsoshi and hitting Himika's running powerbomb. So she's doing her own teammate shit. Yet again, Siori managed to survive. The final blow of Julia's nude, glorious Northern Lights bomb was the exclamation point of all exclamation points as Siori had no more to keep the title around her waist. Julia earned the three count and was finally at the top of stardom, fulfilling her destiny. There's no match this year that mirrored this, this emotion, this story, and this feeling. As a fan, I was on my feet, crumbling at the Tiger Lily and falling to my knees when Julia was finally the World of Stardom champion. This is the magic that is pro wrestling. 
If you're invested in these two, you walked away feeling much of the same as Alex and I did. If you didn't have the investment going in, here's to hoping you will moving forward. This was one of the greatest matches in stardom history, and for me, the definitive match of the year. Five stars. I've been wow. I'm teary-eyed talking of reading that because while some of the things like I didn't I didn't as deep think of everything he was doing, but it it reminded me a lot of when Okada couldn't be beat and they st- and and Osprey starts hitting every Bullet Club leader's move on him or Jay White was doing it and they're doing all yep. these callbacks to try to defeat this guy that they've seen people defeat him before and it's not worked. And yeah. She's doing all this and you know she ha- she wears the braids, you know, I don't think people realize everybody realizes but she has the braids in her hair now because of Hana. Like that's her tribute to Hana Kimura. That's why she does that. And she when she hit the tiger lily was like, "Oh my god." And then nothing worked and then she finally and the announcer screaming the time over the PA system, you know, 30 seconds, 10 seconds. And right at, right as they get, she hits that Northern Lights bomb, the announcer scream or the, the PA screams 10 seconds as the ref is counting. And, it, and it's a three count and it's over. And both of them after the match are on their knees, face to face. Siori's handing her the title. They're both just bawling their eyes out because of they know what they did oh, was something yeah. special. And it's just, and oh, yeah, I mean, they it, were tag champions last year. You know, together. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why series in stardom is because she brought her in to be with her as an outcast. Okay. Okay. Wow. That's even wilder. Because if you remember, Donna Del Mundo were all outsiders that, that Julia brought in because yep. she didn't have friends. So she yep, had to go find true. friends. This, yeah, this match was just, Everything I is it going to be a match of the year? I don't know. Maybe, but I can tell you it's probably going to be my top five. And I'm slowly more and more starting to round it out. I mean, Nakajima Shizaki is still my in my top five. Um, I started asking people that I respect in our in our industry recommendations on things that I may not have seen and that I can pass to you. Um, yeah. I watched with Jordan last night in our in the Discord. We watched um, the Desperado June Kasai death match from the Taki Taichi Despi show on September 21st. It's first on New Japan World, and without question, that is a top three, top five match of the year for me. I couldn't. It was incredible. Wow! I cannot believe how great it was. Jordan said that was the best death match I've ever seen in my entire life. I saw something like a review. It was like a headline of that, and just like the first paragraph, and they essentially put those, you know, that same sentiment um, on the internet there. So what's even crazier is that I didn't know it was on New Japan World. So that makes me even more excited that I can actually watch it now. So yeah, all those um, getting my list together. Um, the, those Takataichi manias, which I love how they joked about it with Taka. They're like, oh, Takataichi mania must have got a good, good pay there with those clothes when, he, when New Year's Dash was going on last night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but just yeah. Poor guys. It's... Try. When, when I watched that, the Despi Jun Kasai match, everything that I thought was going to happen did and didn't even close happen. Like it, I mean, I can't, 
I cannot fathom to you how great that match was. So they, I can't my, fathom how cool uh, Desperado's new faction is going to be. <laughs> well, oh my God, I'm, that six man that they're going to Narita Suzuki and Despy. I was like, holy how crazy shit! Is that I mean, I've always been a Red Narita guy, but geez. yeah, you have. Apparently, so is Minoru Suzuki, and I'm all for it. <laughs> but yeah, it's um. So I, I how much, have you? So you haven't seen any of the Stardom show yet, right? Uh no, I have not. No, I would honestly for the for the for the. But for sure, I'm on the main event. I I would if you can work it into the next week or so, a week or two here as we get the awards ready. I would honestly say you should. Try to go about it and watch the whole show because I do think this will make your show of the year list. Well, Is it number one? Map. I mean, it's just like I think I don't think that, I don't think there's anything under three stars really. I mean, it was it was just yeah. it was tremendous. Is it you know same thing with with the Julia match uh, Julia series my match of the year? I don't know, maybe not, probably not, but it might be. I don't know. Um, is this my show of the year? Probably not, but is it number two or three? Probably. Maybe. Um, okay. It's 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 hard for me to put this number one when I feel like I saw live the greatest North American wrestling show in the history of our sport. Yeah. I don't think there's been a better show in America that that was like a a big time show than Forbidden Door. Really? I mean that was that was. I mean, what, there was nothing bad on it. I mean, it was just, it was, it was such an incredible show. Nothing on that show made five stars for me, but I think eight out of the last nine matches all were four or higher. Wow. I mean, I would hope so, but wow. That's crazy. I mean, I, I've never given a pre-show match four and three quarters, Alex, and I did that for <laughs> Despy Kanemaru against Swerve and Keith Lee. That was that might have been my favorite match of the whole show. It was incredible. You remember? You remember all that live in person? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like when 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 I when I see live with my own two eyes in building what I think might be the the greatest wrestling show ever put on in American soil. It's yeah. hard for me to not put that as my show of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Just because, I mean, and then should we went to that show with lowered expectations because we weren't getting punk Tanahashi. We weren't getting Okada hangman or whatever it was going to be. We weren't getting like the week of, and you're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, he was on the goal. Like that was the thing. Like everything happened. We, we didn't, we didn't get Osprey. We were going to go. We didn't get Osprey Andrade. We didn't get Danielson, Zack Sabre jr. Like four of the card main matches were gone. And yeah. as you said, everything came together after, and everyone was like, well, fuck. Uh, I mean, I guess this is going to be cool still. And then when we got there, everybody was like, we're going to work harder than we've ever worked. And we're like, well, that was incredible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we just saw all that happen. Even even with a weird finish because of a, they had to go home with an injury with in that four-way. Yeah. Like, it still was fine. When the crowd turned on Moxley, because they wanted Tanahashi to win, and you could argue Moxley was the most popular guy in that company last year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that. Oh, it was just so good. And 
the one match that was AEW versus AEW was like a four and a quarter star match with Storm and uh and Storm Thunder and... Rosa. Yep. Like that 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 was the only match that had like real stakes for just the company and it was tremendous. Like nothing missed. And oh man. To top it off, um my buddy Doof I was like, man, I bet you the first person you're ever going to see live from New Japan in your life coming through that curtain is going to be Yoshihashi. And he hates Yoshihashi. And and he he just he can't look at his dumb face. He just he despises him. He's like, hey, I, I know the feeling, dude. I yeah. totally know the feeling. <laughs> he just doesn't come but around I am not on that train anymore. <laughs> I am on the Yoshihashi is badass train. And now he's a champion train. Well, and then so and then we get there, and the first person you see come through that curtain is him and his dopey stick. I just, I was like, <laughs> I was like, this just made my show that that happened. Yeah, because now I just got to. Oh, oh you got to be kidding me! I'm I'm laughing hysterically. I'm like, bro, his worst nightmare just happened. Like, this is pro wrestling. <laughs> but that is. Stardom Dream Queen of 2022. Like I said, Alex, I I implore you to try to even if you you know even if you watch it in bits and pieces and just take notes so you can remember the thing as a whole. It's only an eight match yeah. card. Oh no, I I know. I like it. when we spoke earlier on the phone. No, it's a show I, I definitely want to uh, want to watch the whole whole thing because I mean can't go wrong with with and plus i could learn a lot more especially the uh the goddess of stardom champions seven up so, <laughs> i mean if you beat Pam, i mean sam is not having a good week by the way uh but if you could beat her and, and natsu poi who i love the grudge and the hatred just made them respect and, and form a team that were champions and then like it's just badass so, uh, for them to uh, for for these uh, for seven up to to kind of beat them, I'm I'm intrigued to see uh, what they had to do and all the sp- uh, stops here. So, and, and I'll stuff. say well, I'll say one last thing on this before we move on. It's a perfect time to really try to parachute in and start watching regularly start. because it's the start of a new like the new the new yeah. season, the new page turn with the new champion. Speaking of that, what do you think of the new? Uh, well, yeah, no, for sure, especially to see this journey now uh, uh, for Julia. Uh, definitely will be invested in uh, her and Utami. Jesus, that's going to be insane. Because, you know, that's, her and Kyrie, you know, that's going to happen, title versus title. But that won't mm-hmm. be until later in the year. It was it was really good. Um, we I know we have a couple of things to talk about. Real quick, I'll just, I'm just going to go through this. Um, just so, like, not even really results, but I'll just kind of run through this if people have questions. DDT, never mind, 2022, Alex. Uh, it was a 12-match card. It, it moved quick, though. Uh, Hideki Okatani, Toy Kojima defeated Yuya Kokoro and Kazuma. Kazuma Sumi. Sumi's one of their newer guys. I went two and a half. Um, then we had Minoru Fujita Cannon and MJ Pauly of Damnation TA defeated Masahiro Takanashi, Antonio Honda, and Soma Takao. Uh, two stars, Fujita with the octopus stretch on Honda. Third match, uh, another new guy that they have, Takeshi Masada, took on Sanshiro Takagi. Uh, the the boss won with a half crab, two and a quarter stars. Uh, 
uh, Hiroshima and Yukio Sakaguchi defeated Yuki Ishida and Yuji Hino with three and a quarter. Hiroshima with the flying knees on Ishida. Um, number five, Pheromones. Dan Shoko, Danny Dino, Yuki Sexy Ino, Yumi Hero Fantastic, <laughs> Imatani, and their new guy, uh, who I've watched a little bit over in uh, 666, which we don't talk oh. about, with my girl Ram Kaicho. Um, but uh, I've seen this man. This man is chiseled out of fucking granite. And it was great seeing over there, but Koju Takeda, the newest member of Pheromones goes by Koju Shining Ball Takeda. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I love it. For the love the- <laughs> uh, He was wearing his 666 little Speedos, too. He, he, he looks like Dragon Lee with a ma- without a mask, where he just keeps getting bigger and his shorts keep getting smaller, it looks like, because he just keeps getting huge. Like, I wonder if Triple H is going to let Dragon, Dragon Lee's dong hang out like it does half the time with his butt cheeks because his his shorts are so small in NXT. Uh, maybe he should join Pheromones and come over to DDT instead. But <laughs> <laughs> They defeat uh, Mao, Shunma Katsumata, Shinjiro Kawamatsu, and Osamu Nishimura. Uh, Ino with an earthquake drop on Katsumata for the win, two and a half stars. Uh, Shihiro Hashimoto, she defeats Shinya Oki uh, with the Albright three stars. That was a fun match. Then we get uh, uh, Princess of Princess tag titles. Saki Akai and Yuki Arai defeating Sayori Ano and Rico. I sent you a picture of Sayori Ano as she was back. I was, yep. We always mark for her. Uh, Akai hits her flipping bomb on Rico for the win. Three stars. Uh, then we had Naruki Doi, Toru Owashi, and Kazuki Hirata defending the six-man tag titles against Tetsuya Endo, Kotaro Suzuki, and Yusuke Okada burning. Burning gets the victory as Endo hits a shooting star press on Hirata. Three and a half stars. Uh, then for the extreme title, Jun Akiyama defeats Super Sasadango Machine uh, with two and a half. It was really weird. Sasadango Machine kept putting on PowerPoints, and Akiyama was getting irritated, and then he finally just started beating the hell out of him. Um, to which, in the midst of all the chaos, Sasadango Machine was standing there as Muscle Sakai, and then Akiyama was confused as why he he was wrestling him, but he really wasn't wrestling him, and it just got really more confusing. <laughs> but at the end of the day, Akiyama got the job done. Um, nice. A lot of weirdness, but it was fun. Uh, then we a really good match. Almost with notebook on this one, three and three and three quarters. Uh, Kanosuke Takeshia and Yuki Onaya defeated Daisuke Sakamoto and Ricky Shane Page. Whoa. Uh, Onaya, yeah, it was awesome. Is- it was uh, if I didn't dislike Yukio Naya so much, I think I would have went higher. Uh-huh. <laughs> but his stupid <laughs> made it lower, huh? It's just it's that he looks like a fucking ten year old with his stupid hair and he's got that blonde hair now. He reminds me a lot of the Zack Saber Jr. <laughs> he reminds me of and I need to I need to go to like a DDT show in 2020 um, or maybe 2019 to get the exact name. Cause it's good. If I don't, I don't remember his name, but I'm going to get it. Oh, that's a road to Peter Pan. So he probably didn't get booked for that shit. Um, where do we go? <laughs> Let's try, we'll try judgment. He might've been on there. Oh yeah. He would definitely have been in this random thing. Um, 
He, okay, Yukio Naya reminds me a lot of Gota Ihashi. Do you remember Gota Ihashi, Alex? <laughs> yes, I do, actually. The the fat guy in the yellow trunks that you said is... Yep. Uh, uh, what, what did you say? You remember they were fighting on, like, the Capitol stairs in that DDT show, and then they were fighting, like... <laughs> how, how could I not remember him? He, he that's what it was. He said he. There's no way that's the same guy as this, that picture. Somebody's trying to catfish somebody. That's right. Yuki Onai. I'm like that guy's a monster with the face of a child. It's not a real person. Um, <laughs> so that's just what gets you. But Yuki Onai hits a Saito on Ricky Shane Page to get the win. Uh, then in our semi-main event, uh, we had. Daisuke Sasaki, Mao, Chris Brooks, and Kara Noir. Uh, Mao wins with a backslide on Brooks, uh, having nice. uh, Daisuke Sasaki hooked as well to hold, to stop any inter- interference. Uh, so he gets the victory. Uh, I don't remember if you saw that. Or, well, that uh, sweet, you know, there were former bros, Mao and uh, Chris Brooks. <laughs> Um, the if I I sent to the group chat where Car Noir was on Chris Brooks' back and he literally dumps him over his head and spikes him headfirst into the ground. Noir does like a headstand and then just falls. It's one of the sickest. I'll resend it to you just as, as a reminder. But yeah, I couldn't believe that spot. Uh, then in the main event, Yuki Ueno, who won the Dio, uh, gets his shot for the title against Kazusada Haguchi. And in 27 minutes uh, and 50-some-odd seconds, uh, Kazusada Haguchi retains the championship. I went four and a half. Talk about a silent, silent, strong reign uh, for Haguchi. I mean, Mm -hmm. I I caught, I think, two of his title matches. This is what got to be his fifth? Something like that. I think he deserves more top ten wrestler of the year credit that he's going to get because he he got put in the same spot Moxley did where they had to panic and belt somebody up and he's taken it and ran with it. You know, like when they had to panic, they no when they had to, yeah, yeah. Cause Nakajima killed Endo in in June. Um, I mean, when, when they had to quick belt up Moxley, when punk got hurt. Oh yeah. Yeah. I yep. mean, that, like, six, seven-week run was tremendous that Moxley yeah. had. Um, I sent you that, that car to arm bump, by the way. But that was the DDT Nevermind 2022 show. It was at the Tokyo Dome wow. City Hall, 1,200 fans in attendance. That's my resolution is to watch more DDT, especially Gucci, even though he's probably going to you know lose the title because it's been six months. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Carter Car- War, I don't know why he took that, for one. Oh, I don't know. That looked like he did land gingerly, though. It just made it look hard I, I as would, shit. I would love to land gingerly on the top of my head. I mean, you got that soft spot there for a reason. Oh, and, and then uh, also during the pre-show, there was an anal explosion. Did you um, say an anal explosion? Were the pheromones yes. a part of it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Satsudango was a part of it, and uh, Ketsu Kobashi was also um, doing the 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 pinky the pinky and the pointer finger 
uh, pheromones okay. taunt while he was out there. So Kenta Kobashi endorsing the pheromones. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Down it. I might have to make a pheromones entrance for us for next show. It kind of sounds like uh, the first five minutes of Damien Chazelle's Babylon, which <laughs> there's an anal explosion in, in the first five minutes of that movie. On January 13th, uh, next Friday, as somebody who frequents movies every weekend, like I frequent Puro Indie Scum shows, um, <laughs> are you going to see Plane or House Party? The only You're going to really go see House Party? Party? Is because it's a LeBron James production and he's in it and Space Jam Please 2 don't was go see it. Please don't go see that but debacle piece of shit. Party. But it's not House James Party. Can't. It's but a it's, new generation. It's not the. It's not the. Uh, who was it? Another bad creation, or immature? Whoever was in that one with, with no, Marquise Batman, whatever. Are you talking about Kid and Play? No, no, the third one where it was like the the boy group from the late nineties. Oh, immature. Like Marquise yeah. Houston. Yeah, immature. Yeah. And then there was like another bootleg one that came out like ten, fifteen years ago. Yeah, this one though, you, I mean. When, when LeBron James is going, you handled that move to Miami perfectly. Stop trying to talk shit about yourself. It's not funny. Well, well, again, like LeBron, take him out of the equation. I, I think it could be funny. But playing, I have no idea. But it's Gerard Butler and uh, what's his Please name from that? Fuck. And Luke Cage. Um, I I read a synopsis of the trailer. I didn't watch the trailer because I don't want to be spoiled. But I, I'm a, I'm gonna be real, man. I, I love me some Gerard Butler action. Like I think he he was a better Liam Neeson in you okay. know that barrage of action movies for the last last twelve years. Give me a Gerard Butler vehicle every day because I love how this Scotsman always plays an American everyman in every movie. <laughs> you know why I don't want you to see House Party? Because I watched the Red Band trailer, and at one point. They recreate the kid and play dance scene with the kicking of the feet. Oh, yeah, you and, can't do that. And then they they cut to kid who's a guest at the party going, what are those kids doing? Oh, and I no. Went, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then I went, well, wait a minute. Who's going to play full force? I want to know who's going to be full force. Coming out, grabbing somebody going, well, break your legs and kick your fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not going to be the Migos. What is? Oh, that's yeah. I can't. That's not fair. <laughs> well, I guess they filmed it before, but you know who's uh, John Witherspoon? I mean, to be fair, they played uh, full force in Atlanta season one in that wonderful episode that made me realize Bad and Bougie was was pretty tight. We have no Robin Harris to walk through Small the party. Go, where the boy? Give me the boy. Where the boy at? We don't have that to be. Demtris's dad. We don't have John Witherspoon to sit there and go, yeah, you better get out of here with that big old watermelon, watermelon head on your ass there. Screaming out the window <laughs> at, these, at them. We don't have... We don't have um, Martin Lawrence to be sitting in the backseat of a yellow car where all the girls are going, dragon breath. When he's trying to talk to him, and he's like, I, I got no dragon breath. And he's trying to hit and talk to yeah. him. Like, where's yeah, that's Keisha crazy. Campbell? Martin Lawrence was the sidekick, sidekick in that movie. Like, yeah, I he was forget that DJ. stuff when I watch it. Mm-hmm. But when he I, was the one who like, drove them around. Drove, like, yep, yep. DJ, yeah. 
where's where's Tisha Campbell and her homegirl that are going to prove to you that they're way better than it? Like, don't like if you want to remake one you of think these TikTok's movies. TikTok's going to be involved in this movie. Like they're going to oh, film. Like God, probably. Look, if if you want to remake one of these movies, LeBron James, that's what you want to do. Remake. Don't do space. No, no. What you need, just go remake Class Act. That's a much better movie than remake. <laughs> I like that movie though. I like it too. I like it too. But but that you know, Blade Brown becomes Duncan Penderhuis. Like you can redo that movie and it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can and, even get his son to star in that movie. And and I like there's plenty of things you do with it. The only thing you can't do is and this we're going way into the lore here. This is this is where I'm gonna shock some people that they're they're not gonna know I do this kind of lore because most people didn't know this. But if you remember, Tommy on Martin never had yep. a job. Never had a job. Yeah. And then one time he referenced what his kind of a job was. What was Tommy's role in class act? Oh my god. He was the the gangster hitman guy that he jokingly made a reference to on Martin. Martin and oh, Class wow. Act are tied together. I love it. Nobody ever nobody ever noticed that. That's and I a think crazy they did it as a Lawrence joke. Universe I didn't know existed. Like I and I think it was done as a joke, you know, to see if anyone ever totally, noticed totally. it. But I noticed that shit because I was a, a frequent watcher of Duncan Pender Houston, that fine ass chick, when they, when he was in like I the AOC. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've seen Class Act due to HBO as a kid like at least 27 <laughs> times, and I used to watch Martin like crazy. But kudos to you, sir. But I mean, let's be real. I mean, you you got your card. You're you're, you're well represented. And respected. <laughs> So, in the, in that, like, that St. Paul Maplewood area, you and, and with that being said, I still as much as I like classic classic and Polly Shore in it. I mean, didn't it? Or was that yeah. was that? Yeah, it was right. Yep. Yeah, like you you could still just remake that instead of House Party. Don't touch House Party. I get what he's doing, but I and I was hoping that there was going to be a cameo. But now that you told me what the cameo is, I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Watch the Red Band trailer, and and no. it's it's different than any of the previews you've seen on TV in a in a okay. bad way. Okay. Because Red Band got cheap. like it's got like eight LeBron James ripping up, ripping on himself thing. Oof. Like, oh, one of the rings got stolen. He didn't deserve that one anyway. That was the Miami ring. Like, they, there's just so oh many God. shots that are taken at him. And then, oh god, yeah, I just don't. And oh, and then then he had, or, and then what I say in the red band trailer was like, if anyone tells you your hairline is bad, they're a dumb motherfucker. I'm like, LeBron, you don't need to say motherfucker to be cool. You're not Sam Jackson. <laughs> you don't need to put that in the trailer. If you wanted to make that movie tight, when you're describing the movie, you need to just have fucking this shit playing in the background right here, Alex. Two kids down their luck, cleaning <laughs> houses, find the gem of all houses as they learn they're cleaning LeBron James' home. <laughs> it's oh, not kid no. and play, but it is for the new kids. You only learn where you are inside.
And then fucking just play the theme song and no holds barred. I gotta hear the hook. I gotta hear the hook before I turn it off and we get to Noah. This is like our end of hour one segment song. Here it comes, here it comes. Let's give it a little more volume. That's awesome. Not, I just imagine Hulk Hogan going, poop. Because <laughs> the guy pooped his pants when he had him on the front of his uh, Harley. Oh, yeah. What's that smell? Poopy. Ah. Are you, which one would you be more mad at if uh, LeBron remade? Obviously, you're, you're, you're irritated at house party. But would you be more mad at that? Or if you remade White Men Can't Jump with Tyler Hero? Oh, White Men Can't Jump. And I think Tyler Hero <laughs> and White Men Can't Jump would be awesome. With who? I think if Tyler Hero played Woody Harrelson, he would work yeah. awesome. But I... Oh, I totally. I, well, you know, White LeBron's going to play the role. No. <laughs> we didn't get to play together in South Beach, so we'll do it now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, have fucking Dwayne Wade do it. Oh, I'm, no, he's too nice. That's okay. That's that's why that's why it's a movie role. Look, you you guys talk about that's, how nice I am. When it, when a pro wrestling time happens, people you want to choke. Man, me. You're a, you could be a dick. Yeah. So let <laughs> let Wade have that time to vent. Okay. Let, let Wade that's have true. that time that's to vent. But no, no he's I, hosting game shows produced by cube. LeBron James now. The Cube season two. Is that what it's called? I just yeah, saw what I'm cube. like. Wayne Wayne really. No, but I think that's an awesome idea. Tyler Hero would be great in that role. I think so as well. You you know you're going to get a Jack Harlow cameo. Or maybe you get Jack Harlow to do it. I mean, apparently he's good at basketball. Yeah, like you said, his his boy Tyler is going to take him to the South Beach and fix his jumper because he's he's odd like Shumpert. (laughs) That's that's, that's what (laughs) he's saying. All the boys are modeling Shumpert. And he's like, well he's like five white boys with me, but they're not in sync. Who do you think was more offensive after uh, after Noah the New Year? Uh, Ian Shumpert or, or the great Muda press conference afterwards? The two-second press conference. Oh, great Muda, for sure, because I've never, I've never tugged my collar on a Puro uh, press conference, and they say some weird shit on those things. They do indeed. You can say anything, and Muda definitely did not hold back. This was America. His endorsements forever would have been fooled. Not saying that he doesn't have enough money to live on, but let's be real. Uh, You only wrestled this long after your knees are shot for the last 15 years if you don't need a little bit of that yen. But uh, as uh, uh, Ryan stated, pro wrestling Noah, Bringing out, uh, especially in you know in Budokan here, uh, New Year's morning in America, but day out there, uh, the New Year 2023, the headline matchup, of course, being no, I'm just I'm not even going to make that joke. Uh, the Great Muda <laughs> taking on WWE's own Shinsuke Nakamura, <laughs> which we will get to in a bit. But uh, highlight building out, yeah. Oh yeah, ninety five hundred. 
And you should, well, really? Yeah, 9,500 at Budokan for that show. Wow. Um, but but I would say definitely highlighted by the GHC, GHC Heavyweight Championship Ooh. match between Taito Kiyomiya and Congo's leader, Kano, which Congo has had a pretty busy week as well. <laughs> uh, it's crazy hear- with Nakajima. I caught a little bit of that press conference uh, uh-huh. during uh, Kingdom, and Nakajima's just strolling in like third, <laughs> and I'm like, that guy's knocked out like three people legit in 2022. He's got a body on and the And he just walk in like I'm gonna kick the shit out of someone. Yeah, could you it. imagine like Naito? All right, he gets all up in, in Kino's face. All right, and then like behind him is the muscle Manabu Soya. Shingo gets up yeah. to him, and then all of a sudden like Sonata comes up next. Like I'm ready to squab with somebody, and Sonata stands there, and here comes Nakajima just smirking, and he's like, "Shit." Yeah. He grabs he grabs Bushi. Bushi real quick and substitutes Bushi. <laughs> Bushi's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> Bushi, Bushi suddenly is having flashbacks to the Key and Peel MMA skit when he's like, God chose him. He doesn't know we're promoting a fight here. <laughs> he's like, I'll make sure Derek eats through a tube. Like, that's what he was saying. Like, Nakajima, wait, what? <laughs> Where's Teton? Where's, I'm going to all Japan. Fuck it. He's on it. Um, oh, my God. I do, I do real quick, and I don't want to get off topic, but I thought it was really funny, and I didn't want to say anything because your segue was point on, but I got to ask you one final NBA yes. basketball movie question. Who, who if, if, if Tyler Hero was Billy Hoyle, yep. would, Billy watch you. Who, would, who do you think will have ended up having a better uh, basketball movie jo- uh, uh, role Tyler Hero or Juan Hernan Gomez? Ooh. I'm going to go Tyler Hero. Tyler, Tyler Hero as Billy Hoyle over yeah. Juan Hernan Gomez. And did, you, did you see Juan Hernan Gomez's amazing role in the movie Hustle uh, as Bo Cruz? I did not, but I've heard fantastic things about that movie. I've yet to watch, but uh, yeah. I, I've heard oh, it. Cruise, baby. And your With boy. Uh, Anthony Edwards is in it? Yeah, I heard Anthony Edwards is actually really fantastic in that movie as well. And this, and this was by like, film reviewers. They're like, they're like, this is legit a kid, and he's already <laughs> tearing it up like, in the NBA. But they're like, he could be an actor. He could be an asshole. It was no good. problem. They were like, this guy is a movie star. And I'm like, what? I got to watch this. And that was like seven months ago. But it's he not was like, super, like He was super douchey, egotistical, and did a great job a la former other Minnesota Timberwolf uh, in the movie Eddie, one okay. Malik Seeley, R.I.P. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Malik, yep, yep, yeah. When he was like the star and he was a real prick, and he, got, yeah. he went into the street mall with Gary Payton and shit. Like, Bleak Seeley was really good in that movie. Anthony Edwards yeah, was really good in this movie. And Juan Hernan Gomez, like, he was awesome as Bo Cruz. And then, yeah. obviously, the, you know, Adam Sandler's married to Queen Latifah in it, which is really cool. It was yeah, it was really good. It, it was definitely good. I, I It's been on my list. Like, I haven't saved on my Netflix to give it a rewatch. I, I like it so much. But, yeah. uh, as you said, no, the new year. 
great, great transition. Um, let me ask you before we, we dig in. Like, great, start great open. Firing questions. Uh, whole show, did, did you see whole show on this one? I think there was only two or three matches I didn't see, and that was Beautiful. more towards the tags. That's hey, out of eleven, that's a good thing to hear. Yeah, but I uh, will say, I will say, Ryan, it started off with a bang, and I will say definitely, Noah has a good heavyweight future if done right, and no one wants to leave. Freelancing <laughs> <laughs> nowadays. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, opener, we had Yasu Takayana defeated Taishi Ozawa with a fisherman suplex. Uh, Beautiful. A couple of young boys, fun. Yeah, I, you know, watching like, the young guys are always so fun mm-hmm. because they are truly going in there working as hard as they possibly can. And I, I, that's what I think I like the most. They're so big. Like, Ozawa <laughs> just is a beast like he's a he's a tall just like built specimen and then you have you know Yasutaka Yano just like getting the shit kicked out of him for 80% of the match I'm like I don't know how and I don't think it should happen (laughs) Yano's gonna win this match and then he just pulls out like the most perfect beautiful, like you said, fisherman suplex there after he does that quick crossbody off the top rope, then quickly gets that, that uh, fisherman suplex for the win um, was great. And, and Yano, again, he has that size. He, he's kind of like a Lindemann where he's like thick. Lindemann's obviously he's toned down a little, gotten a little bit more Mm -hmm. muscular, the champion and all being all tan and whatnot. But uh, I mean, Yano does remind me of a young Lindemann where he's just like a, big, uh, you know, just a big boy, you know, where you're like, huh, this guy's like 19, but he will probably murder me. Um, <laughs> but no, uh, Osawa, for uh, as big of a guy as he is as well, can deliver a fantastic, a beautiful drop kick. Uh, not on that Okada level yet, but definitely on that or Okada, Randy Orton level. People forget that guy still, I would say, has the most beautiful dropkick in the history of dropkicks, but definitely Okada is uh, 1B there. But, uh, uh, no, this was just a fun match. Uh, I Again, I, I liked both these guys. I think if given more time, uh, you know, down down the line, if they do what Dragon Gate has success, successfully done over the last five, six, seven years with their young, uh, young Lions, per se, um, Noah's got a pretty good future, like I said, in, in that heavyweight division. Yeah. I, I do I do tenfold agree. That was it was a fun, nice little opener where they went in there, they they gave gave you just enough where you're like, Okay, I'm not I won't forget about these guys and got the job done. So kudos to them for that yeah. one. Then we got uh fifty funky powers, Muhammad Yone, Akatoshi Saito, who's the one of the most this is gonna sound bad, but he is one of like the most scary Grumpy and hideous looking men I've ever seen in my entire life. Every time I see him, he looks right, like because a, of his cool hair, his cool bleached hair, and his faux. He, he, I don't know if he looks like a ghost from Pac-Man or a melting candle. Like, he has the <laughs> worst wrestling body, but he's just so angry. I have to watch him every time. And but I angrier. He moves a lot faster, and then yeah, you just are like. Like we we all know your your love and affinity for Charles Bronson, mm-hmm. um, but this guy, if they remade it in Tokyo, 
Yeah. Uh, Akatoshi uh, Saito uh, would definitely be <laughs> that, that definitely. Hey. He would be a guy where you would just not cross. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. But he's riding skateboards, man. He's, he's you know, giving high fives to Yone, you know, and, and, and you know, Shuhei and right, Taniguchi. There's, there's still a, a great faction, man. I love it. It's like the movie Book Club, but with dudes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all for it. But Masaki uh, Tamiya, man, this is such a waste. Like, he just comes in. He gets his shit in. He does, you know, he does his, his symphony of, of sentons. And then he was he was MIA. I, I forgot he was in it until the oh, end. He's, he's the 2023 Togi Makabe. <laughs> no, don't say that. Where he's just like there, but he's just, he's like, there's so many more things he should be doing. But he's it's the just champion. Like... He is champion material. He's the guy. <laughs> if you get the battle of the Iyas, Kiyomiya and Kitamiya, make that the middle of 2023 when you, when, when, uh, Kaito Kiyomiya is like, you know what? I want to take a second breather. And then Masa Kitamiya comes in and says, Give me that strap, boys. I got this. <laughs> if you uh, if you ever want to hear some of my uh, favorite favorite audio I've ever done, in which um, I feel like I was spitting faster than Bone Thugs in Harmony, um, you if you will, match? are you a starter match on a Wrestle Kingdom card? <laughs> Jeez. Um, go back to my August thirteenth, twenty twenty two, night two of the Pro One Pro Wrestling Noah N One Victory where mm-hmm. I spit off this paragraph that said, uh, let me find out where it goes here. Um, Kaito goes for a middle rope splash, but his knee buckles and he falls in more pain as Kiyomiya goes to back work on the leg. Kiyomiya with a nice one-leg kick as he gets back on the offense trying to take over. Missile drop kick by Kiyomiya. Kaito goes up and is caught by Kiyomiya. Locks in a leg lock and falls <laughs> in the lariat. Puts on the prison lock of Kiyomiya, who's in big trouble. Kiyomiya makes the rope. Saito by Kaito. But Kitamiya hits a chop block on Kitamiya, <laughs> and so on and so forth. Um, you really want to hear some shit. I love it. And I, I can promise you, I hit that shit like one take drink. I didn't butcher any of their names on the whole thing. No. Um, <laughs> like when I do it, it's like 70% like real, and then the other 30 is a gag. But no, I Kitamiya and Kitamiya, I, I especially after Kaito's match where I – like Adam Cole a few years ago, I totally get Kaito Kiyomiya now. Um, so I definitely will show him the respect, but I still have all the love and admiration for Masa Kiyomiya. And I, I hope big things for him in, in 2023. Oh, yeah. Um, then uh, also, so uh, also the match, Daiki Inaba and Yoshiki Inamura. Um, Inamura with the victory over Yone. Uh, then we had the Congo Shujikado Tanisuke and Hiroki, or High City. Yeah. Took out Alejandro, Dante Leon, and Ninja Mech. Uh, Alejandro with an Okana roll on Hiroki. I went two and a half. It was, it was a match. Yeah. It was fine. Nothing too crazy. Uh, I mean, they had... really all in, though, on, on Ninja Mech. Yeah. I mean, well, I already lost the title, which is hilarious. Yeah. Whoa, somebody getting mugged? That was tight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of also being pushed to the moon, Iho Del Dr. Wagner Jr. Uh, <laughs> you know, Katoge and Saiki Yoshioka uh, took on Mas- uh, I mean, let's be real. It's the, the greatest baby. faction in the world. M3K, uh, Masaki Mochizuki, Susumu, 
Mochizuki, the the raddest man with the uh, with the gold locks, uh, Mochizuki Junior. Um, six man tag. I mean, the Scooters. I was so happy to see that uh, even on a bigger <laughs> stage, uh, meaning ramp, uh, than as we saw them at uh, at Final Gate there uh, over at Dragon Gate a few days prior to this. Um, but man. Talk about make Ijo del Dr. Wagner Jr. look strong. That's all I thought this match was, just his showcase. Yeah, this was this was fun, too. And then um, nice back and forth through Mochizuki Jr. getting beat up a little bit, which is fine. Yeah. I, I kind of thought that should happen. And then we saw uh, Seki Oshioka, who was kind of the, the obvious for the pin, I think, on the, the Noah side, uh, eats a Jumbo Kachi Lariat. Followed up with the face buster from Susumu, uh, getting the job done. I went three and a quarter though. This was this was my first three three or higher on the on the show. I was digging. Yeah. Obviously, I'm a big M3K mark because M2K with with uh, Susumu, uh, Mochizuki, Masaki Mochizuki, and Jimmy Kanda was one of my was probably my favorite faction in Toruban back in 1999 when they started. Um, I liked them more than Crazy Max, which was Shima and and Doi and um, can't remember who the third guy was. I don't know why it's slipping my mind, but like I was a M2K guy over over them. I was like, nah, fucking. Like, this about is a Subu. Were you, were you a B2K? <laughs> yeah, I was. Well. I was bump, bump, bumping all over the place. Oh man! <laughs> but I think this this is a testament to and and you know probably why they <laughs> caught my eye back in the day. But Susumu Mochizuki and Masaki Mochizuki. I still would argue and put them against almost anybody in pro wrestling today is just, yeah, there's still everything they do is so like when, when you see Susumu's on the card, you're like, Oh, I'm going to like, if there's a Susumu singles match, you know, it's going to be, this is going to be at least four, mm-hmm. you know, Masaki yeah. Mochizuki, every title match he has, every time he gets a brave gate t- or a dream gate title match, you know, he had the, the banger against Ben K where, at Corican, where he took that headbutt and acted like he was going into a coma, which was the grossest thing yeah. ever. Yeah. Um. He were he his I think his 2016 uh, Kobe World main event against Yamato when he was champ, where the entire match is built around like, um, like where he just worked on the the midsection, like I like it was the grossest fucking I I I don't think I could physically I think the one thing that I never want somebody to do is like, right, I'm going to work over your gut. Like, I don't want to sit there and have to sell roundhouse kicks. To the, I'm going to poop myself. Like, but he made it like <laughs> one of the most like strategically worked matches ever. Like, cause then Yamato has got a sell where he can't lift. He can't use his core. It was, I mean, it was a fucking brilliant match. And yeah. Mochizuki still does this kind of shit. Like, so I knew this was going to be good and I'm glad that um, I'm glad Katoge was in there because I think that Sushi Katoge is a very underutilized hand. He was the one bright spot for me on the Noah New Japan show um, last year because he had that one on one show, even though it was nothing but fucking House of Torture junk. It was still awesome. Um, but yeah, it was just it was a lot of fun. Like there was everything they could have done was done well in this match. Yes. And, again, M3K getting that victory, which kind of surprised me uh, in a way, especially kind of going into to Noah because, I mean, they're freelancing all over the place, too. I was like, is this the third, you know, company <laughs> they've been in? 
What did pro wrestling master KG Muto think about that? <laughs> oh, I know what he thought about the pro wrestling master. <laughs> they still call him a master. He's still walking down that freaking Wrestle Kingdom ramp. I I will say I think he he was though he did walk faster than Jado did. <laughs> see then to walk down and see who wins. Like I feel like Jado's like oh my god I wish Tama would slow the fuck down. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, like you know, yeah, pretty much by what minute seven of the the Tama uh, Carl Anderson match yeah, he finally got this like all right let's go. <laughs> I mean, he's the best cheerleader you could ask for. Definitely the opposite of Gato. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we had the match with X in it. I actually went three and a half on it too. I was surprised how much was I Kendo Cashin on the on the on the match. You went how big? I've never given a Nostal Rungai or Kendo Cashin match three stars in my life. I think. Um, but we had. I, I... You hate Nacella uh, guy now, what you told me earlier about his past. <laughs> they plant drugs on him. Um, Masakatsu Funaki. Oh, I wrote Masakatsu Funak. Let's put that eye on there. Katsuki Nakajima, Nakajima Manabu, Soya, and Hajime Ohara. Uh, on the mm-hmm. losing end, they take on Kazuki Fujita, Kendo Kashi, Nassau, Rungai, and Hiroshi Hase, the man who invented the Northern Lights driver, or the Northern Lights suplex. It's oh wow! Years old. <laughs> yeah, he he's the one. I mean, he's in fantastic shape. I mean, yeah, he looks real. fantastic. Uh, most certainly, his his feud with the Steiners uh, in Japan in the nineties. But he yeah. um, he's the ex, and he hits that invented Northern Lights suplex on of all people, Matsukatsu Funaki. I thought for sure either Hajime O'Hara's taking the fall. Or they're going to punish Nakajima and he's taking the fall. But the one guy who said... I don't think said, Nakajima would have minded against, no. you know, Hase. But the one guy that I didn't think would take the fall took the fall. Blew my foot yeah. <laughs> um, As we see the Northern Lights lighting him three and a half from me. Um, and to me, this is where the card really started picking up even more. I should say the M3K is when it really match. started picking up for me. Uh, but then coming okay, up next is a strong word. I really enjoyed this match for the story that was told, uh, kind of like Osprey and uh, and Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom. I was like, oh my god, what's happening? It just turned real. Um, <laughs> but no, it, it just a, that just means I'm I'm still a you know I'm still a mark, which I'm happy about. I'm not fully jaded yet, but uh, <laughs> I didn't see. We we made jokes during that N one. We're like, what the hell's a Jack Morris? And then Jack Morris kept winning, winning in the start of I didn't watch any. You did. But I would see the results, and Jack Morris kept winning. And I'm like, who is this guy? Like, we made jokes before, like, who is this dude? And Timothy Thatcher, a viable opponent for him, uh, conflicting styles indeed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's what you expect from a Timothy Thatcher, Thatcher match. That's Jack right. Morris injury. To his arm, I believe, shoulder, what have you, he could barely move or do maneuvers to Timothy Thatcher. He sold the shit out of it. And then he gets to win with the Tiger Driver. <laughs> but how insane Tiger Driver, that? he beat and he Taito used Kiyomiya his with. good shoulder. What's that? The same movie beat Kaito Kiyomiya with, too, in the tournament, Ooh. which is awesome. 
see if I were to watch the M1. Alex, this I went three and a half on this. This was really fun. This I'm with you, man. I uh, I was like, damn, these guys are working. Jack Morris is somebody that I didn't know going into 2023. I was like, oh man, did yeah. you catch that Jack Morris match? <laughs> and it's just, it just it doesn't sound like Timothy Thatcher, Jack Morris. Yeah, like it's crazy. Like, like four white guys sold the shows in in Japan in the span of a couple of days. <laughs> I mean, a Canadian and an Englishman really stole the week. But I mean, a guy from Sacramento and wherever Jack Morris is from, he's from uh, Scotland, I believe. Thatcher, who's the one from Sacramento that I like? No, I'm, I'm saying Jack Morris is from Scotland. Oh, really? Yeah. He he's sounds a like he's, you know, from like California or Nevada. <laughs> he's a Scotsman. Crazy. <laughs> um, and then the the person that I thought <laughs> in the in my preview was going to be X makes yeah. his Noah debut, Alex. Yeah. We see the debut. God bless Stuart Fulton for saying, hey, the crowd is growing wild. They're <laughs> going wild for Jake Lee. Like, they're like, that's, that's Jake Lee. He's all just, and no one gave a shit. It's the story. It's, it's, didn't it pretty much define what Jake Lee's career is? Or what? <laughs> yeah, it was, now, what like, it's going to be. I'll say this. To be fair, there was a couple, oh, like, people that were actually surprised to see him. But when you bring in somebody of that supposed stature to be a mystery part, like a debut, Mm -hmm. you're expecting more than, oh, from, you know, 2000. Like, if there's 10,000 people in that building and that's about as hyped as they got, like, that's not a good sign. No. I mean, that's why he threw his gloves in disgust because he's like, nope. Like, I'm sorry, you don't need to come out in all all black. Uh, I, I don't yeah, know. He, he just comes looked... out this whole fucking gimmick like he's about to work a match. And 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 no offense, bro, but like, don't look so mopey. Like yeah, he, he he looks he like my looks... neighbor, who sadly has the same name, Jake. But like he he reminds me of my neighbor. I'm just like he's just Jake Lee. He's just like yep, just moping around. Blah blah blah. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm just some dude here. No big deal. Like I'm tall. Do you do you remember when there was like a month where he had fire and we're like, Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, it was created three factions in two weeks. He it we we did the um the major league two when they're like Wow thing I think I loathe you and he's like blow it out your ass loudmouth. And he's like, oh, yeah. my God, it's him. Like, that's what we did for Jake Lee. We're like, oh, my God, it's, yeah. it's Jake Lee. Like, it's a wild thing. And it's like, oh, that's just Jake Lee again. Yeah. <laughs> Last night when, when he came out, hey, Tony, give it to us. It's <laughs> And he's got Tommy Allen. Um, so Jake Lee is going to challenge for the title right away, isn't it? Or is no, him I, and Jack Morris going to go for the tag straps? I think that's going to happen first, and then I think they're going to feud. And how lame was that whole, like, I'm going to hit you, Jack Morris. 
oh no, we're good. I'm gonna. Oh no, we're good. And then they walk away together, smiling. Like I'm like, what happened? What's their history? What's going on? I just, Jake. Listen. I don't <laughs> like, and it it no one sucks cares. because it, does the internet the... care? I don't have Twitter anymore. Do they care? Um, I haven't really researched into it, but as far as I've seen, I nobody's been privy to. Hey, man, what'd you think of Jake Lee? That never came through the timeline. If that comes, do you do you think Hase had more impressions than Jake Lee? Yes. <laughs> it's Jake, Jake Lee. Lee to go run father's business, where a lot of the other good wrestlers of the last five years have had to do and stop their wrestling dreams, but eventually come back. But Jake Lee maybe needs to do that. He needs to go away for a while. You know, for if speaking of that that whole scenario, I wish we could trade Jake Lee for Kuta, uh, Kota Umeda. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jake Lee! <laughs> Jake Lee, it just no it, one cares. And it he sucks. looks at the crowd, and he was like, "No one cares." Like he was so sad. It's the thing that sucks the worst about it for me is I don't think he's a bad worker. Like I, I genuinely enjoy his matches, but it's just like he's 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 as over as a fart in church. Yeah. And that's nobody, farted in church. Way over. <laughs> nobody gives a shit about it's Jake Lee. That's gonna be why. <laughs> you know what I think of when I watch Jake Lee come to the ring, and he looks like he's about to deliver some sort, some semblance of charisma, only for it to fail. Is I literally think of the famous three words that. Um, oh God! Like it, uh, the dude from the wrestling Brian Alvarez said was this. Minus five stars. That's just what I think of. It's just yeah. No, I, I just turn around and go back. Thank you for trying. Like you were in a stable with Kenzo Miyahara. How did you not yeah. gain the ability to have charisma? I'm gonna do the opposite of Kento. <laughs> yeah, you think he's so great? I'll show you what great. No, don't try to reinvent yeah. the wheel. Like, and, and I say that because... Who has more charisma, Jake Lee or KG Muto's knees? Oof. Uh, seventh on the card, Amakasu <laughs> defends the Junior. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to answer that question. Like, that's I love this match. Uh, so I got Juta Miyawaki. This was the match I thought Jake Lee originally came out for because, once again, I don't care. And I want to care, but I don't care. <laughs> So when I told you you need to watch the junior match, that's because I thought Jake Lee came out with Amakatsu at the end, not Jack Morris. <laughs> I look at my notes, and I realize it's just Jake Lee aligns himself after. He's so boring. I didn't even remember what he fucking debuted. We need to get Kyle to somehow loop Jake Lee doing his Noah entrance into the most random scenes of either wrestling, movies, TV, or music videos, <laughs> or like. Like, he's just so, oh, my God. I, I don't get it. He, that guy gets he, hit a lot again to be boring. It, it, like, 
it's just it's so frustrating because at the end of the day, no everybody and, and I'm not I'm not saying like just me as a mark or anything or you or anything like that, but these companies genuinely see the potential he has with what he can do in a match. But the problem is nobody gives a fuck about the guy. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't know how to fix it. I mean, he's just a tall dude. I mean, he's not getting, I mean, is he same age as Okada? I mean, they got to be 30? pretty damn close. Okay, wow, See? Okada's fine. I thought Okada was still like 29 for some reason. Uh, 35, Okada, and Jake Lee is 33. Yeah. I just, I don't know, man. What is he going to amount to? This, I think he'll be fine. I think he'll do okay. He's, I don't think he's going to get right. Challengers, which is a plus. Yeah. If anything, I don't think it's going to get any worse. Like he can't, he can't be any worse. Like I just want to see Masaki to me as just slap the shit out of him and then like pounce him. Well, here, here's what's gonna. Here's the other thing too that scares the shit out of me is what's gonna get it. What's gonna happen when he gets in the ring with like Nakajima? And he like barely touches Nakajima, and Nakajima hits him, and then he just makes that dumb face. Like Nakajima's <laughs> gonna be like, "Well, here comes body number four on my record." Yeah, and he's just gonna lay him out. He's like, uh, "Takagi, is this cool?" All right, man, boom. <laughs> and and that'll be the one time with uh, Fudaki that be like, "Ah, good job." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then and then. And then Tony Schiavone will show back up so he can go, Jake Lee! <laughs> I'm a Remember when Schiavone no-showed Russell Cass yeah. Radio? Uh, we're just waiting ago. for Tony Schiavone to call in here. and I guess we'll go to the next segment. On Twitter. We arrive at All In and uh, StarCast that Thursday night. We go to the uh, the you know the auditoriums and whatnot, and I forgot where you and Demtris were, but I'm just walking around the lobby, and guess who the fuck I see? Grumpier <laughs> than all hell, walking right in front of me in those doors where Macaulay Culkin was standing behind me because he thought I was his bodyguard. Was one Tony Schiavone where he was supposed to be on WrestleCast Radio just days before, and I mm-hmm. wanted to be like you, but he was just he looks at the concierge person was like. I'm Tony Schiavone. Just got here. Been a hell of a blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'm not going to rip into this suit right now because it's probably going to be on there. But, yeah. That's, that's thanks, for, thanks for ruining our show that evening, you ass twat. Yeah. Jerk. Well, yeah, was that, was that when all those people were trying to take all those pictures of Macaulay Culkin and he got all mad? Yeah. When we were going to watch, I think we were going to the Cabana show no we're going to warrior wrestling we were done we were supposed to go on podcast row or whatever that stage was oh so we got to get yes warrior and so we were dipping out yep that's right we had our soup cup. Huh? do you do you yeah we went and changed that ghetto ass bathroom yeah <laughs> do you do you remember 
when uh well i just i completely just lost my train of thought now it was something about something about those shows i might have been i might have been about to save everyone uh Jimmy Jacobs like called Demers out for being on his phone. Yeah, being on his phone. That was at the Cabana thing. <laughs> yeah, we're like Demers. <laughs> oh, and then and then he finally went and got us that uh that soundbite from Trent Beretta and Chuck Taylor, and then we never found the uh, like the uh, that radio or that tape player is like nowhere to be found. I forgot it. You're right. Yeah, he was getting sounders that day, and then PCO like. Got you a shirt? Yeah. He's like, we must go find Destro. And he started, like, leading me around the venue. <laughs> uh, Takashi yeah, Segura and Satoshi Kojima. <laughs> Dude, I went four and a quarter on that. I, I would have went four and three quarters just because of Kenta's hair. I haven't seen Kenta <laughs> it seems like a few months. And I'm just like, wow, his hair is so glorious. It's, I'm, I'm not going to lie, Ryan. It, it's very much like yours. Hey, I, I've uh, I haven't cut my hair since September of 2021. That's good. Very it's, good. Uh, nice and long. Time. <laughs> Take that sample spark. Watch out, ladies. Be <laughs> single. Uh, Satoshi Kojima with the uh, cozy Larry on Marfuji to get the victory. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I hope there's. I hope something good comes with the St. Louis Park thing. God. Um, can't wait for next week when this starts. Damn it, I'm still watching Piro. You you can you can slave me all you want there, but I will def- I will I will not sleep. <laughs> that will only I like how they're like, Hey, we're gonna have you run two stores, but we're not gonna pay you more. Yeah. You don't want to take the store. We'll just have you run it interim and then pay you. Yeah, the we're same. gonna make you do it anyways for no compensation. <laughs> I'm going to see if I can get mileage out of the deal. You need to get, like, lunch money and lodge stay if it snows. A woman. Yep. Get you some escorts out there. Yep. I mean, it's it's such an old building. Like, it's a spacious store. But, like, it's just, it's so random. It's like, I don't know. It's just so old. It's at the end of that little strip mall. Yeah. Yeah, it's, but it's a beautiful it's, layout. Yeah, I've been I've been in there once, once or twice, I think. What the? A lot of theft, though. Are you surprised Marafuji got the win, or is it just because Kenta was on loan? You mean Kojima got the win? Or that Mar? Sorry, that Marafuji got the loss. Yeah, that he took the loss. I think part of it is because yeah, Kenta came in, so he's like, I'll just take the fall. I don't you know, no need for you to take the fall. Yeah, like I knew they weren't going to win the titles, but. I, I would think, see, this is a different situation to me than, than like, the GCW thing or the Shibata thing we talked about earlier. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's your champs are getting the victory. Um, mm-hmm. But you have, a, you have your own homegrown talent who's in year 25 who it's not going to hurt anything. Oh, You know, no, if he I, takes I, a I... loss. So. But it was good. It was a really good match. Um, junior tag. <laughs> we get Aita and Yostari Ogawa defeating Yohe, as he said in KZ. Uh, Aita with numero uno. He killed Yohe with that, with that knee, that like go to sleep knee strike thing. Yeah. And then 
And he just numero uno's his head off. And then Ogawa just leaves like, I don't like this fucker. Yeah, he's Ogawa's like, you know what? Grumpy. We were champs before, and I didn't like you. And then now we're champs again, and I hate you even more. Like, that's what I loved about this match is that just the tension. KZ's dancing. Yohei's dancing to the ring. KZ's rapping. Everyone's going ham. And then it just, Ace's like, yeah. And Ogawa's like, oh, get this over with. <laughs> like, you would think Ogawa would just be like, I'm going to cost my team the match. But Ace was like, no, I'm going to do 17 Imperial Unos to, uh, to Yohei. Um, just to pin him, and again, I love it how he's chance with Ogawa. So you have such a crazy storyline that it's going to work because again, you know, with Stinger, with with or in the El Peros de Japón, whatever that long ass name was, um, I don't know. It's it, it's going to be interesting if they play it right. Have them be champs for the whole year. I mean, why the hell not? I mean, you're only going to have a rotation of four other wrestlers in that junior division, especially going, you know, for, for tag teams there. So, uh, yeah, I definitely think uh, this is something they can have fun with. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is, this is nice. This is, it was a good, good little match. were seen in a long, long time, by the way. And KZ was cool. KZ's, you know, he's growing on me. He's like, he's like my new uh, Kaito Kiyomiya. I see, did he grow on you like the man who retained the championship over one Keno. Uh I went I went four and three quarters on this. Not the full five, but this was damn good. Uh Kiyomiya with yeah. a shining wizard defeats Keno. Kiyomiya takes the grossest thing I've ever the seen Falcon. in my life. A mid rope middle rope Falcon arrow onto the side of the apron. <laughs> like if he would have landed yeah. flat on the apron it would have been fine. It would have looked like he just took a body slam. But he turns so he lands angled. Oh, yeah. I he even to... lands on the apron. Kano does, mm-hmm. which even looked like I thought he was going to be out, but he was up right away, thankfully. Yeah, I I was like, I'm going to throw up after I just saw that. <laughs> and then the wor- you knew it was bad because – Kiyomi is selling the midsection and not the back. So, like, he has, like, internal pain, you can, like, from this. So then Kano goes, here, let me give you a professional foot stop. That'll change things. And then so <laughs> my drops him. What was the more scarier moment? Um, man, it's so hard to pick. The, the Falcon Arrow spot there. The Kenny Omega Osprey DDT off the top rope to an exposed turnbuckle there, or uh, Thou Who Shall Not Be Named uh, in New Japan unless you're Kevin Kelly on commentary taking on Tetsuya Naito at at one of those Dominion shows in like 2019 or whatever for the uh, end of, or uh, for the New Japan for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, which by the way, RIP. I can't believe that title's gone. Um, <laughs> where they just like murder each other's necks and just keep landing on the apron. Which of those spots would you never want to witness again? The Falcon Arrow on the ring apron. I don't even have to think about it. Wow. Like he hit so awkwardly on his side, I thought he was gonna like rupture his spleen. <laughs> oh I... Did he have any bruising after that? He had to have, right? <laughs> 
Because I'm watching it on repeat. Like I I don't ever want to see that again. I mean I'm I'm rewatching it. Like it's it's pretty nice. Or the uh the P. D. Williams uh Felix Skipper. Uh Hurricane run off the uh the, the twelve sided cage. Wait, what that's a thing? Or the amazing red one or whatever. You said you were like I was pacing in my apartment. Oh no, match. that was when that was when Elix Skipper walked across the cage like a tightrope yeah. and then he jumped and Hurricane Ronad um Wildcat Chris Harris. Oh cry yeah, I've never would have guessed that name in a million years. But yeah, well, <laughs> so you would rather watch that again than the, Jesus. Yeah, the more and more I watch it, which this is probably my twentieth time. Uh, yeah. I mean he's young though. He's he's you know, spriteful. Oh Jesus Christ. Just works. Just works. Like, there's no way you can like protect yourself on that. You're just I'm going down, here we go. That's it. No. <laughs> just so it's not bad. Oh. It's like no bro, it, it, Brev you fucking cut Brev. Um yeah. it was bad. It was bad. <laughs> um, Kudos to Kano, too, by the way, just, like, letting him breathe and not, like, instantly going for it. <laughs> just like, all right, I got to make sure he's not going to die. <laughs> um, was uh, was good to hear uh, that you did um, take to Kiyomiya? Um, what, what, what not, about me taking it to Like, after not being a fan, you're like, all right, I, I like this. Like, I didn't fall multiple yeah. times, like I, I sadly, like I usually do. Um, no, I honestly, you know what it was? You know what it was? It was his overall look. It was that, that I wouldn't say cocky in a bad way, but when he was walking down the ramp as champion, he just looked like a champion. He wasn't like, I'm the plucky young kid. I'm going to, yeah. And and how you would talk about his first reign, how, you know, mm-hmm. he wasn't really hindsight. It just, you know, everything was just not booked correctly and, you know, not yep. in favor. But like this, like he looks more, he looks bigger. Like when Osprey got bigger, it's very noticeable. Like he and me, it's noticeable from a year ago how, you know, just more muscular that he got. He must be on that repsports.com. Use promo code WrestleCast, C-A-S-T, for 15% off all your orders. Uh, I'm sure they can, you know, send that ish to Japan. You know, you got to find oh, out yeah. one way. But, um, but no, I mean, his look, his hair, uh, the Shining winner, Wizards, which are, you know, to me, I look as an F-U to, uh, to KG Muto, uh, great Muda, if you will, for all those years of burials that he did in those matches. Um, I, I yeah, it was, honestly, it was just a lot of the appearance and how he carried himself in that match. His mannerisms, he looked more pissed off. Um, where again, he wasn't like, yeah, let's do, it. you know, he wasn't that fucky, me <laughs> baby face. He was like, I'm. This is my time. This is my company. I am Noah, which, by the way, where was Goshiyazaki? Um, Ooh, I didn't think of that. And Kano, just like a formidable opponent. Like you said, this is what, their uh, fourth time on New Year's? Uh, yeah, fourth do? in the last so, five years. 
So, I mean, like you said, a rubber match. I mean, it's 2-2. Two, two. Uh, uh, I'm all for that, but I, I definitely will be keeping a more vested interest in, in Kaito Kiyomiya. Yeah, it's it was it was really good. I mean, it was a really good match. It's crazy then, how the co-main of mm-hmm. both these shows in, in Wrestle Kingdom ended up being the best matches of the night. <laughs> yeah. And that's well, no I, shade to Okada and, and Jay White uh, at all, but... And that's no shame to Shinsuke Nakamura because I'm going to be real. He got a hell of an entrance. They treated him like a star. WWE zone. Shinsuke Nakamura. He got the drums. He got the old school NXT Brooklyn. The like, England, holy dude. shit. That's the star with the violinist. Uh, I think it's you know, England. Was it, was it him again? Yeah, it was. it was definitely him again. Um, so that was even cooler. I didn't realize it was like, I think it's this guy in Japan. Who's this guy? Um, <laughs> and what was even cooler was his, it looked like old rock and roller Shinsuke Nakamura that I was told about, the originator of Strong Style, his Wrestle Kingdom 9 entrance with the crown and, and whatnot. He was feeling it. He was there. He was energetic. I love Nakamura throughout this whole Whole thing. Granted, the hood on his uh, on his cool entrance outfit uh, had a little trouble with, but Nakamura, <laughs> I thought, paid respect to Muta in this match. He delivered Muta's pace in this match by also doing, but also doing Nakamura's ish, you know, as well. Uh, he took a beautiful miss from Muta. Um, some of the best takes of a, a miss I've seen in a long, long time. And then, as we found out, um, sucked the mist away. And then, what what did he blow? Was it black? I, I, I know it was uh, different black colors. and red. The black and red, which was even cooler, because you know, then we get a third one, which was green. Um, but again, that that was so like it was it was crazy. And then he just lands a Kinsasha. And Nakamura gets the victory, Ryan, which surprised the shit out of me. I and I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. I think it was expected, but it was surprising the finish. The only reason I say that was is you think they were really WWE was really gonna let their guy their guy job. I think it's more of a I would have thought for a respect thing, and I don't know maybe that's why Muda was pissed in that press conference and said what he said about, uh, <laughs> about Nakamura there. I bet you Triple H is like, uh, cyber fights. You could have him, but my guy doesn't doesn't count the lights. Nope, not not happen. Nah. At least he got to go, and and you could see Nakamura <laughs> yeah. really. Enjoyed. Like that that was the thing. Like I I thought overall this was uh, an ode to Nakamura. Again, I wasn't. I didn't watch Muda tapes. When I was eight, nine years old, I wasn't watching WCW Capital <laughs> Punishment or what have you, or him, you know, teaming with the Stinger or taking on Ric Flair or whatever. <laughs> I only know his formidable American opponent. My intro to him was him coming out in that Ring of Honor Battle Royal when you were like, Muda's going to come out. I'm like, what? And then he did, and he's still walking to the ring. Um, but yeah, I. 
you know, it, it is what it is, but I, I will not take anything away from, from Shinsuke Nakamura. And I thought he delivered in a hell of a main event. And people were there for the nostalgia, and, and that's why they sold those tickets. And, you know, I'm sure 10 years down the line, someone will say, hey, watch these Muda matches. I'm like, oh, man, now he's done. Um, yeah. But, you know, maybe I won't. But, you know, again, I don't deny the, the historical and cultural impact of not only in Japan, but with American wrestling in the, in the eighties and nineties that he was in, uh, you know, the form the, you know, the golden years of his career, but, mm-hmm. um, no, I thought for Nakamura alone, this was a, a fun watch, uh, even just for the entrance. It was, it was great fun. Yeah. I, I, I didn't hate it by any means. Like it wasn't, it wasn't an awful match, but it definitely, um, I don't have two and a half on it. The problem is Muda just can't do anything. So he just, he spends the majority of his time just rolling around on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but it is what it is. I'm not mad at it. Um, I wasn't as mad as Muda, who thought Nakamura must be some kind of a of a thing, of a weird person. Of, uh, of AJ Styles' expletive. <laughs> yeah. Favorite <And>, words. <laughs> some kind of a... Uh, if, if you know what I'm <laughs> If you're from England. So yeah, that was Noah's the New Year 2023 overall a, a fun fun show. I liked it. I liked it a lot. That was a good show. Again, um, where was Goshi is at? Maybe he's still nursing the wounds from 2020, but Yeah, I didn't him. even think about that. And that you guy was your wrestler here like two years ago. Come on. He man. was. I I went look back at the um like some of our old um, old like ballots. Yeah, and 2018 was the last time we had it open for fans for voting. Yeah, and we, me and you, both gave Wal or picked Walter for wrestler of the year. Yeah, then and everyone took him like, and he finished seventh. <laughs> After he he it was the same year he had the Osprey and the Tyler Bate matches. Like I would say in twenty twenty two you could possibly put Walter as or sorry, Gunther at seven. You know, I would say he'd be in the lower tier top ten if you know, you watched the product and, and went off the Sheamus match alone um at uh Battle of the Castle. Um uh, <laughs> Castle Battle ninety four. That's that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I was, looking, I was like, oh my god, gonna go participate. <laughs> Hell yeah! In in our last sixty days, we've had five downloads from Senegal on iTunes. Hey, we we love our our Senegalese friends. I apologize. Yeah. Um, obviously, we are out of normal allocated time. But as we enter our number three, we will be giving to you New Japan. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom. I'm getting blown up by somebody to do something on Discord, and I wish it would uh, not keep beeping at me because it's driving me nuts. I've already told them I'm on radio. Leave me alone. And jerks. (laughs) Funky butt loving. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Looks like a lot of fellow out there. 
Uh, um, should that have been the subtitle for uh, for Wrestle Kingdom 17, Funky Butt Lover? <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom Funky Butt Butt Loving. And then, like, in the midst of uh, in the midst of hearing the funky butt loving part, um, where, where the fuck did it go? We get this in the background. Oh yeah, no, I, I remember. Son of a bitch. <laughs> um, but boy, I tell you what, this to me felt like New Japan was back. Yeah. Yes um, and no, but but I would say high more higher on the yes side. It was and, a great watch. Let me say it to you in a different ass, different light and see if this, if you agree with me in the way I'm going to say it. This yeah. to me felt like New Japan was back when I paired it with probably my favorite New Year's, ba- New Year's Dash, New Year Dash of all time. What, 2015? Yeah, so, you know, they've had, I think, six or seven of them. I think this yep. is my favorite New Year Dash. And I think it capped off what was a resurgent feel for Wrestle Kingdom. Where would you put this Wrestle Kingdom overall in the 17 hierarchies? Fuck. Would you put it in your... It's in the top half for sure. I'll say that at least. But there was a span, man, like, like 2014, 2015, where they were giving you like five matches that were all like four and a quarter or higher. Wow. I mean, like, like I'll just uh, let me pull this one up as a random example, because um, uh, this is what we talked about when we were watching it. Because um, I was talking to Doof about the whole Naito um, when he had him beat, and then was like, "No, I'm going to prove to you that I'm the Stardust genius," and didn't, and then he lost. Yeah. Um. This is Wrestle Kingdom 12's card, okay? The Young Bucks defeat Rapungi 3K. Uh, Chaos defeat Bullet Club, Michael Elgin and War Machine, Suzuki Goon, and Taguchi Japan in a gauntlet for the never. Kota Abushi hmm. defeats Cody. Well, Evil Sonata defeat Davy Boy Smith and Lance Archer. Hiroki Goto defeats Minoru Suzuki in a hair versus hair match. Will Osprey defeats Marty's girl, Hiromu Takahashi, and Kushida for the junior. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeats Jay White for the IWGP IC title. Kenny Omega hmm. defeats Chris Jericho for the U.S. title. And Kazuchika Okada defeats Tetsuya Naito for the IWGP heavyweight title. The last five matches on that show were all like four and a quarter or higher. That was when <laughs> Goto was like, Choked out on the rope by Suzuki He was just dangling Wow I remember um, that Yep, yep, yep Like, you know And then and then you look at 
you know, you go, go Wrestle Kingdom 13 the following year. That was Ishimori beat Kushida when he fight when he first showed up. We had Zack Saber. This is the one I went to actually. Osprey and Ibushi, yeah. Zack Saber, Ishii, Tanahashi, Omega, Naito, Jericho, White Okada. Um, go to go to 2014. That was the the retirement of Liger, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had Okada, Abushi, Naito, Jay White, Hiromu, and Osprey, Moxley, Lance Archer. I mean, some of these shows were just just bonkers. Like that was la- that was thirteen. That was in twenty twenty before the before COVID. Um. Go back to Wrestle Kingdom 11, which might be my favorite one ever. Wow. That was that. Was I can't the believe old... I was about to say. Uh, it seems like Okada's won like the title at every Wrestle Kingdom, which he did minus 15, um, where they merged the titles. But I can't believe Night Two. I totally spaced on this. I didn't realize Night Two finally got the win against Okada. Yep. Night Two of, of that Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, that was the I that was the last match they had was where Okada beat him, like you said, where he was trying to prove that he's the Stardust genius. You know, in that that classic, what was that then? That was the one you went to. Thirteen? Yeah. No, that was twelve. No, that was twelve. Thirteen. Yep. Yeah, um, that you went. To. But wow, I can't believe Naito won that, and people forgot. <laughs> yeah, because that was when Kenta came out after. And beat his ass. That's and, right. Yep, yep, um, yep. Well, Osprey awesome said that was the biggest pop he's ever heard in his entire life was the Naito winning. Um, and then, like I said, Wrestle Kingdom 11, which might be my favorite, that was Okada Omega, the first match, which I still think is my favorite match of all time. I had the Naito Tanahashi. It had Goto Shibata. And then it had Hiromu and Kushida when Hiromu came back from Excursion. And then they had their rematch at Dominion when uh, Hiromu beat him in two minutes. Um, and then it also, it had Cody Juice Robinson, which was really good. It had the Rapungi Vice beating the Young Bucks, which is really good. It had Adam Cole winning the ROH title for the third time against Kyle O'Reilly. And then it had the infamous Chaos Girls of Destiny Great Bash heel match where all they did was <laughs> swear at each other. Yes. Uh, so like, it. so is it is it in my top half? Yes, it's uh-huh. definitely in my top half. Where it lands, I'm not positive, but this is it was a really good it was a really good Wrestle Kingdom. Nice. I can't argue. Um, if you get rid of the first two matches, that's what, um, I, that's what we should do. Every time, since you never come out here, every time I come out, we get the green screen ready, and then we watch every Wrestle Kingdom. Not like yeah. it's going to take a span of like a year. Mm-hmm. But that's what we should do. Just watch that every cool. Wrestle. Go back, rate everything, get a full list ready. Because I don't know what a giant Bernard is. I only know what a Prince Albert is. <laughs> yeah, if you get rid of the the Rambo and the Bolton Oleg Ryohei Oiwa match, um, I the match has it was an average of three point seven 
for all the matches for me. And that's with a one and a half star six man to start the show. Wow. Right. Sorry, Nagata, Kojima, and Makabe, and Tiger Mask, and Suzuki, and Fujinami. But, like, I had no idea what was going on. Suddenly, Makabe is 69 Tiger Mask and wins. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> what did you think about hearing uh, the cheers at the Tokyo Dome again? You could tell they were a little reserved and still used to not doing it, but it kind of started picking up as the event went on, which was cool. Yeah. That's the one thing I'll say, too, when I watched I, – I went ended up watching um, that Taka Taichi Destiny Mania show in its entirety. It's, yeah. it's only three hours. But the fan they're, – they're at the – were they at Ota? I can't remember. Um, I think they're at the same place that they did New Year Dash, but they didn't care, and they, they allowed their fans to cheer. The, it's the hottest crowd I've heard in Japan since before, like – in years. So that made everything so much better too. Like when Suzuki's in the opener and the crowd hit the Kaze Nina Ray, I like I had tears. And for the Despi June Kasai match, that crowd is so hot. I tell you what, man. It just makes it that much better. But it was it was good. It was nice getting to hear um Getting to hear some semblance, some semblance of normality back last night. Yeah, no, for sure. It was it was really fun. It was really fun. And how cool for those young lions, uh, Ryo Hay. I'm just going to let you introduce. Oh, it was Ryo Hay and yeah. Bolton Oleg. Who, yep, Ryo Hay Oiwa and Bolton Oleg, who had that, like, singlet thing. Yep. It was a three-minute draw, nice little exhibition. So uh, my thing was, why does that sound like the undercard of Rocky Four? Because <laughs> it could have been, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fun fact, yeah. never seen a Rocky movie. Wow. I just, I was like, I, I get it. <laughs> like, I, I don't need to, to watch them. I, I understand what happens. Wow. That's surprising. I mean, I've seen Creed movies. Well, that's about it. As a movie head like you are, that you have not I mean, seen a Rocky movie. I get it. I don't, I don't need to watch five of them or six of them. The, you know, he's the plucky underdog. He loses, wins, loses, wins. Friend dies, wins. Son hates him, loses. Boom, the end. <laughs> that's like as crazy <laughs> as it is that or people think that I've never watched Seinfeld, The Office, or Rick and Morty. What? You've never watched? Wow. (laughs) Or Family Guy. I mean, the first, like, 12 seasons of Family Guy is classic, but, yeah. 12 seasons, fuck off. I'm not watching that shit. I'm going to spend that much time to watch Bleach. Did you watch what? Bleach. The hell is that? It's an anime. It's like 400 episodes. White people in your anime. Stealing the culture. <laughs> You're in a culture for your appropriation. All I see now are white people. Like, I love anime. Look, I used to watch that shit on uh, sci-fi. Before it was Saturday cool. Morning. I get it. You're a trendsetter. You're, you're tight with the hip-hop community. and I mean, You can go like to a, Urban Outfitters. 
Look, there's not many guys that can pull this shit off, Alex. Don't, you know. I work hard. I guess. <laughs> Billy White shoes. Billy For White me, shoes. Watching white men can't jump as a kid. I totally understand your, your origin story. <laughs> Look, my mom came in and said, is that a titty on your TV? I was like, Billy, Billy. That's Rosie Perez, mom. Man. <laughs> I remember one time I got back home from school and I found my... Uh, my my uh, late night recordings of Cinemax on VHS tapes mm-hmm. all lined up on my dresser, as well as other stuff um, on my dresser, and I was like, "Huh, that's no longer a secret. That's fun." <laughs> well then, I'm gonna look at my mother awkwardly now. <laughs> no, what was even worse is when I went to Lollapalooza and I had all my uh, a wonderful festival uplifting uh, components, which was a lot of it. And uh, she did my laundry and other stuff because I had it in my luggage. And then yeah, it was all folded and all my other stuff was uh, laid out neatly on the desk. And I'm like, well, this is how it feels to be a 30-year-old with that kind of stuff at your mother's house. Awesome. <laughs> just neatly just there with my folded up underwear and shirts. Don't forget the drugs, son. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they're legal. You'll legal need it guy. for a Saturday show. Don't forget. <laughs> sounds like, sounds like I, I was, it was really awkward, but I was like 19, and I got a job at Playing Again Toys, or Playing Again, whatever mm-hmm. it was. I care what they changed it to. Yeah, and yeah, I, toys. <laughs> yeah, it was like a... Oh, I Playing Again Sports. I missed it. Yeah, and... Uh, I was like, man, I, I really want to get drunk and play Mario Party with the girl I was dating and then just, like, bow in the basement. And Ew. the person who would buy us all of our alcohol was out of town. And my mom was, like, kind of drunk when I told her that I got a job and she was all happy for me. This was back when she uh-huh. was a rager. And I was like, Mom, do you want to do something for me since I got a job after I lost my last one? <laughs> And she's like, what? And I was like, we're not going to go anywhere and we're going to stay in the house and Ted won't know. But if I drive up to party time, would you buy us a bottle of Jägermeister? And she's like, okay. So I drove my mom to the store and she bought us a bottle of Jäg. Man. Like, yeah. That was tight. Mean Gene over there. <laughs> I still remember how awkward it was for me when I meet your mom. Well, not only did she shame me, who I didn't know who Brian Danielson was in 2009 or 10 or whatever, but the whole aspect of everyone just shit-bashing and shit-talking your mom and, like, everyone's Don Rickles on her. Because, you know, it takes a while for her to move. Don Rickles, you piece of shit. I'm like, what is happening here? I'm like, may I help you, Ryan's mother, that I'm meeting? Everyone's like, boo! Like, throwing food at her, trying to make her slip on ice. And I'm like, hey, how can I help you? She's like, Err. And I'm like, what is happening? She did, no, she wasn't her, but it was just so random. And I'm like, everyone, just shit-talking Gene. And I'm like, what? Just smiling, just taking it. I guess, you know, the punishment for, you know, you not seeing Liger is real. 
Look, she's got to live with that the rest of her life. But she did not take me 20 minutes away to see Jushin Thunder. 20 minutes. She will, I will never let this. It's never going to be let down. Was that show free? By the yeah, way? we just had him walk into the Mall of America and I would have seen Liger. Damn. <laughs> like, should have asked her to buy this at Jägermeister. Nine years old. Let's not forget that, you know, a few years in a row here on this show, I would call her during the anniversary of it and prank her. Like, I, like I've been ruthless to her. Remember when she thought she was going to win that trip? Yeah. When I was like, I was like, if you could tell me this person's theme music and I play Eddie Guerrero's, and despite me, unintentionally, she goes, is that Jushin Thunder Liger? And I was like, oh, you motherfucker. And she's like, oh, wait, no, it's Eddie Guerrero. Like, she knew it was me, but didn't know it was me. And then, oh, God, I was like, oh, it's correct. You won. But she didn't win a trip. Oh, she knew. Is your son calling you to shame you. She's like, oh, damn it, Ryan. But she literally threw Jushin Liger at me. I was like, oh, how did you? Ooh, I was doing the three shoes. And now she's mom tablet playing games Mom's. with your son. Yeah, when they have the when he he's like the uh, he's like the person that goes to the nursing home to like lift up spirits when they see like a young child and like oh like when you send a dog in there he he gets to play <laughs> video games and try to like get her morale back up because she's so old. I mean she's almost oh. she's probably like seventy six right now seventy seven. No. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the big taker down, I think, hit 80. Really? Got mm-hmm. him sleeping out, though, or that shit. <laughs> Throwing that Rick Ross behind it. <laughs> oh. uh, is there anything you want to talk about in the That was rough with Rambo? Good night. <laughs> I'm glad you stuck with us. Uh, is there anything you cared about in the Rambo that you want to talk about? I didn't watch it. Why was this oh, over 30 minutes? Yeah, it was like 31 minutes. I was like, all right, I, I get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Yushi Nagata, Satoshi Kojima, Toki Makabe, defeated Tiger Mask, Minoru Suzuki, and Jetsumi Fujinami. It said some people really liked it. I was a star and a half. I'll excuse me to say about it today because I have nothing to say about it. I mean... No, but Manoa <laughs> Suzuki, though, I mean, a lot of Noah influence in that ring. Pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, then we had um, our opener at the 2 a.m. real match. Uh, yeah. Alex, I was four and a quarter on this. This was fucking great. Uh, catch 2-2, TJP and Francesco Akira defeating Leo Rush and Yo. TJP gets a small package on Yo. Leo Rush did some amazing stuff in there. Yeah. He took an alley-oop the on play. the stage and was bleeding everywhere. He had to pull out of the PWG um, BOLA because he wasn't going to be able to compete yet. He was supposed to work New Year Dash, but they had to send him home. <laughs> wow, that cup was that bad, huh? Yeah, yeah. So he's he said nothing's broken, but he's just rough. <laughs> the guy has... When he catches a spark, someone just blows, God just blows it out, man. They're like, not this time, Leo. Then now he's going to post something on Instagram or Twitter, and then he'll be out for another seven months. And I'll be like, Leo Rush, 
but this was a great match. This was a fun opener. Him and Yo as a tag team, I'm all for. I hope yeah, to I see like more. They did but I love me some Francisco Akira from his All Japan days. He was smart to, you know, get off that sinking ship. Uh, but TJP, man, Perkins, I love the look. I like the, I mean, it seems like this guy's been wrestling for at least a decade, but, I mean, he's still he's looking like a, you know, sprite young fellow, and, and I thought this was a really fun match. Like you said, great way to open, not uh, not one of the be- better openers of, of Wrestle Kingdom, I'm sure, but this was definitely a good way to set the table uh, to kind of what we would see. And if you thought that first match was quick paced, holy moly. <laughs> yeah, TJP is is a great worker. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't realize oh, yeah. he he's going he he debuted in August of ninety eight. Ninety eight. And he still looks like he's twenty four. Uh, he's uh thirty eight years old, trained by Christopher Daniels. Which he just celebrated what, his thirtieth year? Uh, yeah, yes, something sir. like that. Mm. So good, good thing. To the fallen angel. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Kyrie defeats Tam Nakano. This was only like six minutes or something, wasn't it? I was, was so short. confused. Why did Tam get buried? Yeah, it was. I, she did get to hit the violent driver, which made uh, I think the. Even the the faintest person throw up like I did on that Falcon Arrow because the Violet oh. Driver is yeah. just I mean it's like an elevated Steiner screwdriver. Yeah, they got five forty seven. Um, didn't feel like a typical start of match, which kind of hurt it a little no. bit. I sold three and a half because I I understood what they were up against and the time they were going to have and stuff. So like, I didn't penalize them for that reason, but it definitely was, we're getting in and getting, getting out type thing, which it is what it is. Uh, Then we see Mercedes Monet come out to, I don't know if it was a remix to jump by Chris Cross or a bootleg. um, I don't want her by Eric Bellinger. (laughs) But uh, the crisscross thing is spot on. I, uh, like I told you, I woke up that morning and quickly, you know, while I was getting ready, kind of put on that match and I was like, it's over. And then, uh, you know, obviously I wanted to see uh, Mercedes Monet, bitch. Um, Monet. And I didn't really have the sound on. So, you know, and I was kind of fast forwarding, like I said, I was getting ready. Um, If you're a man, you know what that means. And so. Uh, you know, I watch it when I get home, you know, yesterday, you know, night or last night, yesterday night, last night and before, and you mentioned the crisscross thing and I watched it. I was like, holy shit, this is just a lazy ass Jermaine Dupree beat. Um, <laughs> that's what WWE network version of an ECW theme. And she was coming out and she was looking cocky and she was looking like the CEO. Um, her hair was cool. I liked the the culture of it all. Uh, but then, I don't know. She she took the mic, and it was nervous Mercedes in some ways. And, and it, it was kind of sad to see that. Then, of course, we have the, the botched uh, debut. I don't want to say botched in a – I mean, it was, it was botched. botched. 
I, you know, did you click the uh, the link? I did. I sent. The I link. watched yeah, it a so few times. One hundred percent, Kyrie fucked that up. Yeah. <laughs> but with Kyrie though, but and I thought I sent it, but I didn't. But I messaged you, and I was like, "But why is the person gonna land on their feet before taking the GDT and that stuff?" That was my only thing. I was like, "Why?" Like when I was watching Sasha practice the spot or the move, uh, whatever it's gonna be called. Um, just something. I don't know. I I look. I my assumption is the the one eighty spin is supposed to disorientate you. Oh. I don't. Uh, why look? Why did the Rock win a world title on a fucking pay per view with a people's elbow? It's just it's the aesthetics. Yeah. It. You know. Does it hit your heart? <laughs> um. Yeah, I was surprised that they, like, didn't talk about this move or Kyrie just forgot. But if I'm Kyrie, I'm going, wow, I'm sorry. (laughs) Do you think it deflated her debut with the music? I thought the look was fine. The moves. But what, again, what affected me was that promo work. Because usually she's so confident and she's so sure – Maybe it was the the jitters. Maybe it wasn't being in front of, you know, a lot of people in seven or eight months or whenever they walked out, I think in May. Um, yeah, May 16th, I believe it was. I, I just, I, I don't know, man. It's it's wild how I'm, all of a sudden you're excited for it, and, it, and it's still going to be a banger, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't know. California, I, what, February? I would say, yeah, February 18th, I think it is. I would say I think her the problem with her promo was she was doing the same stupid thing that every American thinks when they talk to somebody of another language. If you talk slower, you can understand Whoa. me better. Yeah. You know, and I, I think she was just, my name, like, try, like, don't understand me better. I think it's just it's like, no, just talk. And her merch is silly. And not in a good way. Yeah. Um, but are you pumped? Do you think there's buyer's remorse via Bushy Road? I mean, she got a bigger pop than Jake Lee did. Yeah. She got a bigger I mean, whoa than Jake Lee. I don't know if it's just her, but they got 28,000 new subscribers last night or two nights ago. Oh, that was definitely because of Omega and Osprey. Yeah, they, Jericho... His debut got sixty thousand new subs. If you want to put that as like the the hierarchy, but wow, they, that's all they got was twenty eight thousand. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I, I guess point. the the Battle of the Valley sold out though after that match was announced. So I guess like everything now on Ticketmaster and stuff is only reseller. So they sold oh, the wow. venue out at least. So I mean they're. Technically one for one. Yeah, true, true. So I guess at that point you have to look at it as a net positive. Yeah. But still, I mean, I thought yeah. the look was like I said, the look was good minus all that. I mean, she's, it's going to be a mess. Like like I've always said with Sasha, I think her only downfall, and it's not like the biggest hit on her, is she moves like a stardom wrestler. Everything is so quick and fast in the beginning of her matches. Where her American opponents are even like, what? What are you doing? Like, this is not yeah. TV wrestling. 
you know, where she's like, boom, 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 like we're going to the outside. I'm giving you a meteor out there. I'm going to give you four more throughout the whole match, but I'm going to give you another one right now, and then I'm going to, like, do something crazy on the turnbuckle and bubble. You know, like she's yeah. just always like your, your stardom, your Joshi type of a wrestler. And so people were accustomed to that. So, or especially her opponents, because that's why some of the spots wouldn't look good at, at times where I would be critical. But watching more stardom, getting more perspectives, you know, from you and from others, I'm like, oh, she's freaking perfect for this type of company and for the independent scene or whatever she plans to do um, before she eventually returns to the world yeah. wrestling entertainment. And that's one thing that got me excited too. And there somebody was talking to her about like who she wants to work in stardom. And one of her main yeah. people she wants to work ironically and perfectly with what you just got done saying was she said she wants to work Azumi, who Azumi yeah. high speed champion. She'd yeah. be she'd be perfect for a high seed title match, but it sounds fun. Uh Bishamon defeat FTR uh in the for the tag titles. I went four. Wow, you good. went four. Yeah. Nice. For being only ten minutes, Pretty. I thought it, they hit everything. Yeah. Which was good. Um, then we had Zack Sabre Jr. defeated Ren Narita, 10-32, in the finals of the New Japan TV tournament. I went three and a half on it. Such a quick flash finish. They're rolling, rolling, and all of a sudden he grabs the arm, locks something, and Narita taps out of nowhere. I was like, whoa. Uh, Talk about an Azumi, an yeah. Azumi-esque matchup. <laughs> yeah. And it was good. I mean, like, I hope Narita's the one who beats him for the title now at some point, yeah. but I had fun with it. Uh, then we saw Nichols and Hayes come out, and Zack Sabre Jr. is now the front man, Zack Sabre Jr. in uh, The Mighty Don't Kneel. So that was cool. We we got more of it on New Year Dash, which made me pop super hard when they added their new member. So that was fun. They have a new member. Also, his, uh, well, you're not talking about his newly uh, died. His young boy. Yeah, he's got his own young boy. Really? So yeah. He's, he's going, this is Crowd. I love it. I yeah, love he it. took he took Kohei, Kohei, uh, Kosei Fujita. They gave him a Mighty O'Neill shirt, and then when he as he's walking to the back, he's like, "Ah, ah I also got me be a young boy. Take that, Moxley." <laughs> <laughs> oh shooter, which, which popped me pretty good. So that was fun. I love it. <laughs> um, and then, next match got kind of a mixed mixed bag. I went three and three quarters because the finish sucked. Awful. Did yeah. you get a chance to watch Tabataka Carl Anderson? I did watch it, yes. I loved the match. I they were I mean they were taking some big bumps. It was stiff. And then we're watching we're like, oh Anderson just spine busted him out of that gun stun. But then yeah. we realized no, they just fucked it up and then he nope. won. It was like why did and- Anderson should have grabbed the rope to kick out, got up, and they should have did something else, and then Tonga should have hit another one and then won. I was like, that finish was bad. <laughs> I would have, I would have went notebook had that finish not happened. Do you think it was a lot of nerves? Do you think people were just confused that you know Carl Anderson was working, or what do you think? I just, just simple miscommunication. Yeah, I don't think it was anything. You know, each other for that. Mhm. Yeah. But Tomatonga gets his moment uh, at the Dome of all places. 
uh, having a hell of a run in 2022. Uh, definitely, I would say he'd probably be in my top 20 um, male wrestlers, maybe 25. Hell of a year. Uh, again, you know, kind of defecting from Bullet Club. Uh, he was never openweight champion for, for a hot minute there. Um, now, you know, he's back to being never, you know, champion or, or whatnot. So it's it's good stuff. And plus him and Okada are, you know, are cool. Yeah. Like he's even stealing the Rainmaker post. <laughs> so that was good. Like, it, was, uh, it, was a, it was a good place. match. I was, I was glad at least yeah. they, Anderson had his workers yeah. on. And him and Anderson uh, had a moment. Um, at the press conference, you know, he said, Hey, I want to share this moment with people. I love and respect Carl Anderson. That's, that's you. We have our history. It's never going to be erased and, uh, for better or for worse, but this is for better. And I, I liked how, you know, the respect was there. Anderson did it. Triple H came in, you know, under the gun, no pun intended. And, uh, and, and got Carl Anderson to honor his commitments and probably got more money out of doing more, more for so. And that was that's the one thing too. Like I will always say that I respected about Vince McMahon, and I'm, I hope Paul stays that way. Is Vince always said, if we bring you in and you have dates, even if we need you to work right away, we 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 almost are going to force you to um, uphold your agreement on the dates that you made because we don't believe in breaking them. So, like, if yeah. you made dates, you're fulfilling them even if you don't want to. Like Danielson, like remember he was working. He worked yep. those DGUSA shows as the IC champion. Yep. You know, so I, I've always respected that Vince had that mindset of, you know, hey, we're glad that you joined our company, but if you have 10 indie dates, you're working 10 indie dates. And if you back out of those, it's going to look bad on you because we don't believe in that kind of stuff. So, like, that's that's always been the positive, and, you know, hopefully that keeps up like it did here with Carl Anderson. So um, we'll have to see what Dragon I mean, I- Lee I get. I think the forbidden door term, I think, needs to be abolished in 2023 because it's just a cavalcade of of wrestling, whether it's uh, Europe, Japan, America now. Everyone's kind of working with everybody in a way. (laughs) Like, you know, the rumors of GCW essentially being the ECW for WWE of, of this era. You know, of, you know, hey, you got these stars and we're going to take them. And then we're going to fire them. Maybe we'll bring them back. But a lot of them smartly moved on or, or re-signed with GCW. But, I mean, yeah, I I don't know. I, I just think it's a big melting pot, which I think is a good thing. I mean, if you think about it, you could do a, a uh, you know, six degrees of whoever. And you could tie it to the WWE with, three, four, five different companies, not five, but at least three companies right at the current moment, which you never would have thought of in a million years. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see where everything keeps keeps playing. Yeah. Uh, six-man tag, Hiroshi Tanahashi, Keiji Muto, and Shota Umino defeat LIJ, Bushi, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito. Surprisingly, but happily, Shota Umino gets the victory, which is what I wanted yeah. so bad. I wish he would have pinned Naito, but I'm not going to be mad about him pinning Bushi because I thought it was just going to be Muto pinning Bushi. <laughs> I mean, it was a it was a damn fine training wizard, though. I'm not going to lie; it was it was a, it was pretty perfect, comparable to some I've seen over the last couple of years. Yeah, hell, though, yeah, that's... three months. It seems like. <laughs> I, I, uh yeah, this was this was a match. It happened. 
uh, Tanahashi's. I mean, he's looking good, man. But Shota Umino, he just looks like a star. Ren Narita acts like a star, like a a wrestler, where Umino's like, you know, the attraction. He's, you know, once he gets more comfortable talking, because he's that that quiet guy, he's the shooter, you know, what have you. Uh, He's Joe Cool. But once he kind of develops that, outgoing personality and I get where he's going with that, you know, cool, calm demeanor right now, that assassin like feel. The shooter, if you will. Uh I mean this guy's gonna just have a rocket tied to him once once he finally can can act a little different or like I said, just emphasize his character a little more. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to look at it. Because he looks like Tanahashi light. So I mean Oh, push this guy. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hiromu Takahashi defeats Taiji Shimori El Desperado and Master Wato to reclaim the junior heavyweight title. I thought for a minute we were getting a Wato title push. Best match Wato's had, kind of like you said. I agree. Um, I kind of so think they should have put it on Wato. Change your opinion on Wato. Look, I, my problem always with Wato is going to be that it just looks like. He's just going to hurt somebody one day. <laughs> like, that's why I see with him. It's like, he's just, I don't know. This is the best match I've ever seen him have. This is the safest he's looked, but he's still a fucking geek. <laughs> hey, man, a lot of that blue in his hair is gone. It's not like, when he it. came out at Dash, and, and they're playing, ain't nobody realer than gorillas, and the first guy through the curtain was Watto, I laughed. I was like, well, wait a minute. Gorilla attack me. What? I mean, Romo, though, winning the title, what what does this mean? What does this do? Why not give it to Wato? Yeah. Freshen it up. Why is Romo not a heavyweight? We we said this in 2019, 2020. Yeah. No, it's all everything you say is right. He's doing a hell of a job with it. Give it to Despy. I, I don't know. It's just, I thought this was the wrong thing. And, and you know how big of a, a, a fan I am of, of the ticking time bomb there. But, I mean, what does it do? Like, that's what I'm saying, where some of it just feels so stagnant. Yeah. And then we get the match after it, and it just breathes fresh air. And you're like, holy shit. I just witnessed a masterpiece, an instant classic. You said Okada Omega was the best match you've ever seen. I I don't know, man. Watch this again in in a month. Watch it again in a year. Watch it again a year after that within five years. This had an impact on me, man, but we'll get to it in a second. But, like, just do something different. Yeah. Well, like you said, it was different. 34 minutes, 38 seconds. Kenny Omega defeats Will Ospreay. And they did everything that we assumed they were going to do. When we were like, if these guys get booked together. I did not assume any of this. Or not really. 50% of this. Like, again, this felt like a shoot. This felt like the, if you guys watched that press conference the day before and the emotion from Osprey and the different side, that cleaner character that people loved in the early 20 aughts of, of Kenny Omega. This was a great Omega. This was great. I, I didn't expect it to be as 
I don't want to say a legitimate brawl because mm-hmm. it's pro wrestling. Like I even asked you, I was like the spot on the turnbuckle where Omega gives him a DDT on an exposed turnbuckle and, and Osprey lands it perfectly on his head. And I'm like, oh my God, how do you practice that? How do you go over that? Not practice, but like, how do you say, hey, this is what we're going to do. And then you're going to bleed John <laughs> Moxley in the opening seconds of a match. And then you're, you know, you're going to be Kenny Omega and be like, you know what? I'm going to do what I always do in Japan. I'm going to jump on a table for some reason and risk an injury to myself yet again. But this time I'm going to bust through this fucking table. And then be like, <laughs> what's going to happen? And then he hit the, here's Johnny. What? I'm going to give a pile driver to Osprey. Like, this match just had everything. It was just storytelling at its finest core. Like, if I get this Kenny Omega every week, I love you, punk, but hey, sayonara. If we get this guy every week, man, I am all for it. This is the guy that will get you your 1.5 to 2 million viewers a week. This is the character that will jump ship to that because it's more believable. It's just like this guy's a ruthless killer, a terminator, if you will, on his opponents. And Osprey was trying to revert back. The assassin returned. He had his Wrestle Kingdom entrance. It was a work of art. Him and the United Empire walking down as a unit. Even Don uh, Don Callis on, on comment. Awesome. Awesome stuff. This was a match. It's the fourth, and we say this every year. Like, it's the match of the year, and it's only the fourth of January. But honestly, Ryan, you go five years, ten years down the line, this is going to be in the same breath as Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, I mean, it very well might be. I, um... I thought this was tremendous. This is, I think, one of the top five matches I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and this is just, once again, where proof's in the pudding where Kenny Omega is just something special that you just can't. I, I you believe can't again. It. You can't replicate it. And when you get somebody in there as motivated as Will Ospreay, it's going to, I mean... Look over the over the last over the last few years, there wasn't anyone else I would count on. If I saw Kenny Omega, Will Osprey, Kazuchika Okada, or Walter in a match over the last four or five years, I never in never once doubted the match wasn't gonna, didn't have a chance to be a five star. And that's just facts. Like there's certain people you can put on your marquee that I will just mm-hmm. assume I'm going to see the match tonight. And yeah. and I'd say Shingo in that in that vein too. Shingo's oh, incredible. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you think about it, anything that you've seen with Omega, Osprey, Okada, Walter, what have you ever went like scoffed at it or thought anything negative? Never. Never. <laughs> you know, it's just. I mean, never. Look! Look at look at fucking Bash at the Castle. <laughs> Walter and Sheamus was incredible. You're going to hate me, Ryan, but I've been going back and forth on that being my... I, again, I have Julia and, 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 and Shuri to watch, but... 
The one thing that's going to help the I Julius. I really love me some Walter and Seamus at, at Castle at the battle. So um, in, you're going to have in Wales, and I know I, I'm not going to. Well, I mean, I, really I don't blame you if you do. I don't blame you if you did, but I'll say the one thing too that with the the, the pro and con you have of the Julia match right now is yeah. you're going in knowing the the history and the back logic more yeah. than you may have known, which is going to make it better. But the 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 thing you'll be going in is you're spoiled, and that's gonna that takes away all yeah, the excitement. I, I, of the I knew that was going to be the outcome even before. I it, it just made sense as a company as a story. Going into because they just celebrated their tenth year this year for in 2022, right? So uh, to start something. off of that, so to start off of that anniversary, off of that big anniversary, with you know who's essentially you know minus Mayu, you know Iwatani has been that face of stardom over the last two years. So I mean, 2011 again, was the first third year, 12 right now. 2011, okay, yeah, okay. I knew it was right around the two. But no, I, I no, I, I think going in it'll, it'll it'll probably help me. I mean, again, I knew I was gonna lo- love the match, anyways. You know, like like you, what you were reading, the guy was saying. Um, but no, I, I mean, but then again, it's like Briscoe's FTR dog collar match. How is that not the best match of the year? But honestly, Will yeah. Osprey and, and Briscoe Okada, I know you haven't watched it. Please watch it. Their G1 final match, honestly, to me, is a seven-star special. I watched – we watched almost all of it before Wrestle Kingdom. All of the G1? No, the, their match, the, oh. the final. <laughs> Io Shirai, Mio Shirai, her sister, and Kana, or Asa, were known as yeah. the stable Triple Tails in 2011. That started <laughs> That's funny. Wait, Io Shirai has a sister? Yeah, Mio Shirai. And... <laughs> I'm sorry, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> it sounds like the biggest Simpsons joke ever. But my question to you is, what is Mio Shirai doing now? Uh, she's older, I believe. Um, she retired in, like, 2015. Did someone plan drugs on her, too? <laughs> no, she's... Uh... She's married to Tank Nagai. I don't know what that means. <laughs> he uh, he wrestles, I think, in 2AW. Um, she's right now, I think, part of Ice Ribbon's front office. Okay. Um, when, when she re- retired, though, she did. What's that? Is that where EO got her stardom before? Well, well um,. Ice well, she started. I I don't think she was in Ice Ribbon. Let's see. Um, let me find it. Uh, let's see. Shirai made her pro wrestling debut March 4, 2007, along her younger sister, with the two adopting the ring names Mio and Io Shirai. Shirai being Japanese for Purple Thunder. So they debuted together, Sunday Girls, Pro Wrestling Wave, and Joshi Pro um, early on. Okay. I never like looked at a lot of her history, so I guess I, that's why I really don't know a lot. I just know who she's. She's trained some notable people. Um, she came out of retirement uh, to manage uh, the one and only uh, one of one of my my guilty pleasures in wrestling, Alex uh-huh. um, 
Where the fuck did it go? I know it's on here. <laughs> and I will not be defeated until I find Again, it. Again, going back to the Osprey. Here it is. Osprey. She came out of retirement okay. to manage this guy. Well, I really don't know how to say <laughs> That's it. That's awesome. I guess I love you. Yeah. Little Ken Oak action. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is like, you just goes, know they're gonna give it to you. Oh yeah, yeah. When Osprey goes and gives that ops cutter off of the the top turnbuckle while Omega's on the apron, and he to- he misses by a mile. But and again, I know. It, Again, the, the only omission I have on this match and a lot of the bigger spots on this show overall is the camera or in the truck, they wouldn't cut away when they should have cut away on certain spots, on certain strikes, on certain, you know, moves. But, like, with that Oscar off the top, like, you know, Omega does the quick, smartest thing. And, again, I'm sure it was, you know, they're like, hey, let's do this. But, again, Osprey, by a mile, was not going to hit Omega. But Omega is pulling on the ropes like he moved out of the way. To me, it just seemed like such an instant maneuvering that it made Osprey look good, even though, again, I think it was just undershot. But however it went, or if they were like, hey, let's make it look like this, it, it just – and then Omega just gets suplexed on an exposed corner of the table – like he's in an oh, ECW match flat. on the corner of the table. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was disgusting. A battle, a war. Like, ladies and gentlemen, please get pay your eight ninety two for New Japan World. Watch the show. Watch a lot of their shows. Watch Kenny Omega, Kuzuchiko Okada, Wrestle Kingdom, such and such. But please. Watch the area, the return of the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, and the cleaner, Kenny Omega. In in a match, you have to see to believe, and that's all I'm going to say. And then there yeah, was the main event. Then there was the main. We got event. to hear uh, when he said "Return of the Assassin," and the piano started playing "Elevated." We we're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> I can't wait." Yeah. <laughs> Um, by the way, I, I got down. Glory, by the way, was back as a referee in at Wrestle Kingdom during the uh, uh, Antonio Noki um, <laughs> Memorial Day. I thought that was beautiful. I thought that was brilliant, brilliant, so cool. Uh, really, really, extremely random. Since obviously we won't talk about all Japan, um, which, by the way, Miyahara and Sakura Nomura. I need to rewatch it again, but. That might be my second five in 2023. Holy oh. shit. Holy shit. Give it a watch from January 3rd. Okay. But um, 2013, oh, he, was in the, he, he was in the main event the night before losing the titles to Miyahara and Nomura. Oh. But uh, 2013 and 2014, All Japan World's Strongest Tag League. Kento Miyahara lost in the finals, 2013 to Joe Dorgan and Suwama, and to Jun Akiyama to Kei Omori in 2014. Alex, do you know who randomly was Go Shiyazaki's partner on his two big tag tournament runs? Go Shiyazaki's? Uh, yes. Um, 
Wow. He's just all over the place, too. Um, <laughs> that was a good guess. So you were right, 100%. Um, Look at you. You're smart as shit. No, no. Um, <sighs> Zach Sabre Jr. No, you no, were right. It was Go Shizaki. <laughs> was it really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> Did you watch the 2014 World Tangling and not tell me? Obviously. That was when I was smoking way more. No, I'm just <laughs> Yeah, Go Shizaki kept me a hard finish with 10 points uh, the year before. They also had 10 points to Dorian and Suama's 11. Suama. That, I, I mean, did you did you legit just take a guess at that? Yeah. That you are fucking tight. Not not as tight as Kenny Omega and, and Will Osprey Russell Kingdom seventeen. I plead you guys because the V triggers that Osprey takes where you're like this guy's brain is in the mush. We fell out of the ring. He's just mostly and all over the place. Just brilliant. And then the whole like I, I know I'm going out but I'm going to go out my way and I'm going to pay the ultimate disrespect on numerous levels. Just go watch it. So good. So um, <laughs> who was who a better wrestler? Uh, the man who he insinuated to say F you to Omega while Omega doing that move of the guy mm-hmm. who we shouldn't be named or this guy right here? I knew where that was going. Uh, the main event, Kazuchika Okada defeats Jay White to become the new IWGP heavyweight champion. Second uh, run with this battle, right? Yep, second with this one. Yep. I went four and a half. Uh, really good match. Really, really good match. Wasn't my favorite of theirs, but they did a great job at the end of As always, Jay White yep. not being able to, like, realizing that he's going down and he's not going to be able to pull this out, and Okada starting to really get more more confident, to which he finished him off and got the job done. He hit him with a blade runner, which was really cool. You mean a rain runner? Rain runner. That's uh, he, I popped that at six ten in the morning when I saw that, and I was like, "Did he just give him a blade runner?" Like it was, it was done so seamlessly, but it was also done seamlessly when Jay White is giving his, you know, his J makers to Kazuchika Okada back to back. Like you're just like it, it played perfectly. Like, when we talked yesterday, and I was like, ah, I wasn't feeling it because I can choreograph their matches. I did rewatch the last 15 minutes today. And I, I, honestly, yeah, it, it was – it's what you expect from them, but it was still a little bit different. You could see the frustration of Jay White if it's the end of his new Japan run um, since, you know, he has a loser leaves Japan match coming up. Mm-hmm. Um I, I, I thought this was brilliant of of a finish, and I just like this new look Okada. Kind of like the Kiyomiya aspect, yeah. where just like a total different look, a total different vibe, as the kids would say. And I, I, I thought it was just 
uh, more ruthless, especially like you said, once that confidence was building up. He's like, I'm the rainmaker. I'm the man who saved this company 13 years ago, 12 years ago. And I'm going to, you know, prove why this is my, my company. And honestly, the similarities, did they base Okada? And I know they kind of came around at the same time, Ryan, but like, hear me out. Like Cena, you know, is known as the ultimate baby face. Okada is known as the ultimate baby face. But let's be real. When they started out, they weren't those characters. Cena was kind of like that douchebag, you know, bro asshole guy that no one really liked starting off. He was that annoying, pesky guy. And then he rapped. Okada was the guy with the scary bleached eyebrows, and it was very terrifying at times. Uh, was he a heel? I don't know. I don't think so. Because uh, he only first like... got there. But, like... Chaos was heels. Yeah. Okay, so they were heels. So, yeah, so he was a heel. So, it's just, it's so crazy how the similarities of these were the young guys. They started and then totally went on a different path that shaped and molded their legacies, not their careers, but their legacies within these companies. Say what you say uh, or what you will. It was damn cool to see John Cena on that last SmackDown. It was really cool to hear that pop. It was cool to read yeah. that he sold thousands of more tickets to that show. Uh, to be in the ring with Roman Reigns and the hottest act in all of pro wrestling of, of, la- of the last seven months in Sami Zayn um, was tremendous. And, and Okada is kind of that same thing where that recognition, he has that respect. You know, obviously, I, I would say he, and I don't think Cena would deny it, you know, Okada is a far superior wrestler than he is. Cena is that, that sports entertainer, and there's nothing wrong with that. Defining that era, where Okada is defining that Purorisu era uh, that we've seen over the last decade. So, it's, to me, I, I mean, when you bring it down, someone... I saw on Facebook say, oh, yeah, Okada, they call him the, the Japanese John Cena, but I don't see it, blah, blah, blah. But it's clear as night and day. It's, it's crazy how it's the exact same career um, and, and legacy for what they'll, what they'll leave. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, uh, so we're about to run out of time here. Um, next, the next show we got, we're going to kind of give you a little bit of a retrospective, a year in review of 2022 um, and potentially have our year-end awards for you, um, as long as just you know other basic talk uh, wrestling going on. But I w- I'm looking over something as you were giving that last little rant there to end the show tonight, um, and we might not even be recording anymore. We'll find out what happens. Um, but I would like to give just a a kind of like an opinion and like present to you why. I think there's a chance that at 35 years old with what happened on Saturday, obviously with what you mentioned for your match of the year in 2022, where I think there's a good chance right now in his mid 35, you know, his mid 30s, not even to 40 yet. That Kazucho Khan is the greatest wrestler of all time. Yeah. Overall. And I, and I, and I want to present to you all my facts 
and my reasoning behind it, and I want to discuss it because we might have, you know, we might have a little more time to, to banter with stuff. But um, yeah, we're gonna go over um, basically month by month why 2022 might be the greatest newsworthy month in or year in the history of pro wrestling. Potentially have our awards done for you guys next week. Yeah, there's and, gonna uh, be multiple shows probably because it's gonna be. I'm 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 hungry. I'm I'm ready for this, Ryan. I'm I've got yeah. the the wrestling fever again. Oh yeah, and that's because of Kenny Omega and Will Osprey, <laughs> and, and a great weekend wrestling. Let's be real. Yeah, very true. So that being said, we got we got a lot of content hopefully coming at you soon here, uh, WrestleCast Radio, Strong Style Media. With that being said, Alex. Thank you very much for the show tonight, and we will catch y'all very, very, very soon. West Gas Radio. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.